0: Hello everyone and welcome to the 21st episode of the Friday Nightmares podcast. I am one half of your hosting team coming to you from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada, Heather Powell and
1: Mr. Smoke Show Crawford coming to you from Swartz Creek, Michigan, uh, Hoping we won't lose power while I record due to some heavy winds going on here today. But we shall see what happens.
0: You know, if our podcast lived in the States, it could legally drink now. It's true. It could. If it was Canadian podcast and it lived in Canada, it'd already been a full-fledged alcoholic.
1: Yeah, but I'll say it'd already be be drunk and like (laughs) going around and picking up chicks or guys or whatever it wants to pick up.
0: Whatever gender neutrals, Scott whoever they want to go home with that is another consenting adult that is true we are all about <laughs> whatever you want to do on Friday Nightmares because Scott and I do us so I um <laughs> I've been I'm drinking today from my Michael Myers mug um oh, my Zoom is so screwed up so okay side note Scott and I record on Zoom I downloaded this Halloween background I don't know. Three weeks ago, however long Halloween is, and I haven't been able to get rid of it. And it pops in and out. And right now, it's made my face look invisible, or like I have some kind of weird, like Slenderman shit going on. Yeah, so you look kind of like, like, a- like Slenderman shit. It's actually a better version of the special effects that were used in <laughs> Slenderman.
1: Yeah, I was like, because you do look like a demon right now. But uh what was that about the mug?
0: oh i'm sorry i was just going on to my rant about how shitty my zoom is my mug is my michael myers mug Um, i decided to use it simply because we're recording but the interesting thing about my shit, and i was talking to someone else about this is i have a lot of jason stuff i have jason socks i have a jason hockey uh sweater i have a michael myers mug i have a couple of freddy things And a lot of people would probably think it's because I love those characters. And I actually don't. I'm like the shittiest fan, horror fan in the entire planet. Like, I like them. Like, I like them.
1: You're just not a fanboy. But I'm not like,
0: oh my god, Jason's the fucking best! Like, And and it's not that I don't like the series. And I just feel like, you know, if I could get an Art the Clown mug, I would probably use it all the time. Because I feel more attached to that character, whether people agree with that or not it's just interesting right like i have all this michael myers jason and um Freddy stuff because that's just what's available
1: they're yeah, like clothing like, and shit it's the most easily accessible horror merch to find especially like hot topic and like a lot of the like a lot of the retail stores you can go to like when you go out for halloween like or during the month of halloween uh you go to walmart and the horror stuff it's chucky freddie jason maybe Leatherface yeah Michael Myers it's the icons
0: it's all the icon stuff right and I just I feel like people think I'm this big fucking Jason fan because I've posted it and people like oh yeah I love Friday the 13th too and I'm like oh yeah me too and then they like try to go into deep ta- con- conversations with them and I'm like do I look like fucking Scott Crawford or Dave Z to you I don't know hey, I, so I, I can't get into that deep uh, conversation. Rebecca, what's Rebecca's last name Reinhardt Reinhardt do I look like either of those motherfuckers they know what the fuck they're talking about I'm like Five was good because it wasn't really Jason, and it was somebody
1: else. (laughs) And you lumped me in there, but at the same time, like I love the Friday the Thirteenth series. That's like my favorite. Like it was my favorite franchise. Who knows if it is now if I sat down and thought about it. But it's like, yeah, I wouldn't be like having Jason stuff all over the house. Yeah, but you could
0: have a conversation about the movies more than I could. Yeah, like I know basic shit about the movies. Like I know that you know Jason Takes Manhattan was filmed outside of Vancouver like I know that right and they had like five days or not even in in Times Square one night or whatever they had to film there but I don't know like I remember character names that are super popular but I don't know in-depth shit right so like I've watched though the Camp Crystal Lake Memories documentary which man like that documentary Never Sleep Again are some of my favorite documentaries ever but like I, yeah. I feel like you could have a, a much more e- detailed conversation people think I can because I have all the shit and I don't like I'm like fuck me oh
1: I could have probably more detailed just with the movies because I've watched them so much but like mm-hmm. the like behind the scenes stuff and the name of a lot of the characters probably not because I'm so terrible at the Rebecca
0: characters. are the ones that I, would yeah, I was gonna say too. I could not
1: I am not on their level at all
0: Dum dumb, dumb. <laughs> don't refer anything to Scott Scott know nothing
1: no 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 nothing <laughs> I know nothing I know basic nothing. horror trivia <laughs>
0: Basic horror trivia. So um, on another side note, I I said to Scott earlier this week that I was going to give my liver a rest because the last (laughs) couple of weekends I've been uh, partying hard and taking names. And I lied because we're moving to Red Zone here where I live. So bars are closing. Restaurants are restricted to 10 guests indoors for dining and then take out only. Cinemas are gonna be closing as well for at least 28 days. So there's a club that I support called Club Absence. They're a big supporter of the community. They host comedy nights. They've been a big supporter of Black Lives Matter and of course the LGBTQ community. And um, they had a drag show with one of my favorite uh, drag queens. So shout out to Karma Camellia, uh, voted best drag queen in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And uh, I decided to go and I went and I ripped it apart.
2: (laughs) Yes,
1: you did.
0: (laughs) Um, and yeah, it was, and then I went out for breakfast the next morning and I went out with my parents last night and today I'll be going out with friends later on, um, just to support restaurants where I can. And yes, I do so safely. I wear a mask. I engage in social distancing. I wash my hands and I understand, um, to a level of what we have to do what we have to do I have my own personal opinions on it but I'm not going to share that because they're not really relevant to what we're just talking about tonight uh, but I just want to share how much good times I've had and why I got i I'm on my second coffee today because I'm just trying to make it through just so, trying
1: to recharge
0: um, mm. stay awake Scott you're kind of boring so it's more
2: oh wow
1: I don't <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> though you know what flipping through the tv yesterday gremlins and gremlins 2 was on like fucking multiple times yesterday so i thought that's of you.
1: amazing <laughs> what
0: have the, you been saying
1: well i was gonna say first uh you looked fucking hot as hell in oh, that thanks. outfit on friday
0: yeah I, I should share it to the friday nightmares page people be like who's that stripper <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> it wasn't that well well they kind of kind of walk the line but that's that's <laughs> another thing but thank you
1: you're welcome um but yeah this weekend uh what did i end up doing i don't even remember what i ended up doing friday i think i just yeah i think i just chilled at home um then saturday did my typical card night with my buddies playing magic gathering
0: where you're training to be pro
1: yep training to be pro by myself
0: uh
1: before that though i went back to the theater to support them because like you i it hasn't happened yet but i have a very i'm I'm about 99% sure we will be shutting down a lot of stuff this week in Michigan.
0: What are your numbers at right now for Michigan?
1: Uh, For the daily? uh, The last time I looked, was I think Friday, and we were at like 6,500 for the day.
0: See, that's what we're afraid we're going to get to. The province of Ontario has been averaging between 1,000 and about 1,300. We have the same population base as Michigan and the same landmass, and they're locking us down because they they think six thousand is un, unreasonable and inappropriate and shouldn't even happen. You guys are all like full fucking steam ahead. <laughs> well, I, I don't blame I don't blame your province whatsoever. <laughs> you guys are like six thousand—that's bibbing numbers. <laughs> yeah, because I was
1: gonna say like I think like I was telling you, I think it's just because our uh, governor's probably after the whole freaking kidnapping attempt and all that crap that happened to her i think she's just uh, a terrified lock, locked down again because like it's just gonna piss off those people once again and we're and we're just gonna have protests because those people that are the ones that are causing the shutdown are the ones that'll go out and protest that it's not with fair no to- masks on yeah
0: because they're really you know they're really standing up for what they believe in
1: yeah they're <laughs> fucking idiots
0: fucking these like what a thing to like latch your cart too. you think 25 years from now you're going to be sitting there with your fucking grandkids and being like and then i didn't wear a mask and they'll be like but they've gone back and proved grandpa grandma whoever that uh masks were instrumental in slowing down the spread but i believed in my rights and i was trying to take away my freedom and my grandkids gonna be like "Mm sure grandma grandpa it's like how we deal with our grandparents when they say things that are culturally and socially not acceptable nowadays. right right? like it's just those are those are going to be those people who feel like this is the fucking thing they need to like i don't know fight for i just find it so ridiculous that that's even a thing
2: yeah
1: it's it's stupid and they're the reasons we'll get shut back down and then they'll be the reason that complaints will happen and protests will happen again like but it's
0: coming up the fake one the fake thanksgiving
1: (laughs) fake thanksgiving (laughs) well the
0: real one's in october oh i don't know why you guys have a holiday like less than 30 days before christmas
1: who knows well wait a minute you guys have one less than 30 days before halloween with your Thanksgiving. not the
0: same thing you mean
1: totally the same You mean
0: thanksgiving and halloween you're going to put in the same category of holidays huh no, <laughs> Cause, cause, look, you know God, Scott. I wish you would talk about horror all the time. Um <laughs> It's my life, Heather. I hear that's all you think about. It's in my blood.
1: You. It's in my veins. I ooze horror.
0: <laughs> so, like, at your job, they're like, "So Scott, where's these account payable? Did you like Pinhead has them? Did you know that in Halvizer, 1987?" Stop! Stop
1: impeding on my rights to love horror. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's going to be our new protest stop stop releasing shitty horror films stop complaining about remakes let's see what else can we complain about <laughs> be great um
1: a little protests but well, since the last time we recorded i do have to say congratulations to my country for fucking doing what was right and uh electing uh a much better president
0: yes and i get how we will have people that will listen to this going well, like he has issues okay guys you in a social health crisis so you need somebody that at least believes covid's a real thing so you know that's good i i do believe that joe biden believes that uh covid exists so that's great yeah. well he's um, already
1: created a like team of scientists and doctors to <laughs> whoa, like-
0: whoa. scientists yeah you
1: <laughs> well it's i mean it's not no uh the it's not the owner of my pillow that you know is on the pandemic team right now so that's it's <laughs> kind of a tough thing to decide between but i mean at least we got a respectable team that will actually like you know and a, and a uh, president that will listen to facts
0: <laughs> oh, and scientific evidence <laughs> what? you know what though i'm going to miss donald trump's tweets his tweets are so entertaining to read oh they he will so never funny. go away he never. still keep tweeting they're fucking hilarious like it's funnier than oh, i should have ever read
1: did you watch any or read any of them while the whole election was going on he was oh, throwing no. a freaking tantrum oh my god oh, was no.
0: i did not i um i i took a break during that time um from the chaos and like everyone knows my political views i think you just need to listen to scott and i, I know where we stand on most issues yeah um, and I'm never going to apologize for it nope. because I think it's right. Um, but I just, I I do enjoy the entertainment factor of the shit he used to tweet. It was funny. It was shit. Was fucking funny. Um, it's like we had this mayor, probably a lot of people know him, Rob Ford. Um, he's passed yep. away, but uh, he got elected to be mayor of the Toronto. Now I wouldn't have voted for him, but he ran on a platform and he followed through with what he said he was going to do. For example, he was like, I'm going to cut funding to some libraries. And then he cut funding and people got mad. And I was like, well, he said, Gonna cut he's, funding
1: yeah he said he was gonna do it <laughs>
0: but anyway he got accused of having an affair on his wife and this was the funniest fucking interview um so caution there is some derogatory language that i'm going to be using when i quote him so this reporter's like oh did you uh cheat on your wife and he's like i don't know what you're talking about i got more than enough pussy to eat at home
1: <laughs> wow I do remember that, but it still just cracks me up. and uh,
0: Like, he became so famous that I think he went on Jimmy Kimball. I think it was Jimmy Kimball. Oh, wow. Yeah, he got invited on the Jimmy Kimball. And, like, he was just a fucking, like, oh, my God. Like, so Donald Trump beats him. Like, he was funny, but Donald Trump's even funnier. Like, it was got more than enough to eat at home like it was just shit like that that he used to say i can't imagine what he'd be like during this pandemic right now like i can't imagine how fucking oh yeah and like it would have just been out of this world but anyway yeah rest in peace rob ford he did pass away a couple years ago cancer um but fuck, he was funny <laughs> <laughs> he was funny not he was just a mayor so you didn't right. really like have to worry about him running the one of the most powerful countries in the world comical <laughs> like, yeah. at that point right
1: why we got to this point in the first place is still beyond me. But you know what? America learned its lesson.
0: Well, we could have a political conversation. And maybe one day if we go on someone else's podcast, I have some very good theories of why you guys got to this point. Um, oh, I'm sure I,
1: I do, too. <laughs>
0: and uh, Brandon Orlick said something really nice about me, actually, on Exploding Heads. And I just want to thank him. Um, he mentioned how much I know about American politics and how knowledgeable I am. And that was really nice of him to say, more than so than most Americans. And I yeah, thought that you do. Really- really nice of him to say and um yeah so thanks brandon i know you don't listen but thanks
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like yeah you do you like when i talk to other people i'm just like you know she may be from canada but she could out she could outschool any of us on politics
0: well like she you knows
1: know, our system you you know our country system very fucking well
0: well and you know what it doesn't take much right you have to have an interest in it um yeah. and we're each other's biggest trade partners and tourism partners and other things too right so it's you know our countries really are depending on each other to kind of get all this shit together and borders to eventually open um and vaccines to be shared and you know let's hope for good things you know 2021 let's hope for a new beginning yeah and um an opportunity for more health and prosperity and and uh more horror movies
1: yes exactly and speaking of horror right. movies i guess we could probably just jump right into the what we've been watching with our 2020
0: watches absolutely i look so serious with this michael myers mug like, this you is like, so fucking vomity horror podcasting shit isn't it like mm, look at me with my michael myers mug as i'm talking about horror movies so well, my and
1: i'm wearing my texas chainsaw massacre <sighs> shirt so you know talking about basic God, bitch horror
0: stop talking about horror scott that's all you talk about don't you know it's almost well, christmas well
1: you know I know Christmas and horror just go so well. Well, no, there's, so there's a couple, though,
0: there's and we'll talk about them. Some older films I watched that were actually not bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. I mean, yeah, they, absolutely. <laughs>
0: right. So we'll get into you start with the first one because we've both seen it.
1: All right. So, yeah, and I think we've both seen it since we last recorded, too, which is kind of nice.
0: We sure have.
1: So yes, uh, yesterday afternoon I did my uh, old school uh, go to the matinee of uh, my one of my cheaper theaters here in Flint area. Like, did you cut a hole in the bu-
0: popcorn bucket?
1: I did, and surprised myself once again. By the time I got to the bottom, I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> anyway. Darren, there you go. You got yourself another Photoshop moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, you, it probably will be. That's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up going to the theater. It was five bucks to go during the matinee, so can't argue with that. And uh, went and finally seen uh, Come Play, which after watching this, should have been the first movie I went to the theaters to go see instead of The Empty Man. <laughs> <laughs> which is really
0: Slender Man, but not Slender Man, but like Slenderman. yeah,
1: um. But wow, this movie was really well done. It's about an autistic child that is uh, using uh, technology like a cell phone and iPads and whatnot, and he uses them to like keep himself occupied, helps him like well to uh, communicate as message. well. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So he's not
0: verbal autistic. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's like still learning to speak, speak and everything like yeah. that. And but then yeah, there's just this supernatural entity that is part of this. Uh, cell phone technology world Mm -hmm. and i won't go into any further details because like the story behind it's kind of cool but it builds up a new like what i would call like a horror movie urban legend with this monster
0: so cool fact that movie the house was filmed near my friend's place in hamilton really yeah that neighborhood yeah so that was really cool uh, there's one scene that is actually filmed dr- right down the street from my friend's place in an abandoned area. I recognized it. Um, some of it was filmed in Oshawa and some of it was filmed in, uh, where are you from again? Montrose, West Montrose.
1: Really? Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Cause I'm wondering if it's the same Montrose I grew up in. Cause Montrose is very small. I would have like, that would have been a big thing.
0: I wasn't sure if it was where you were or not. I just saw Montrose and I just assumed Michigan. Like, yeah. I don't know why they would go. I don't think it was Ontario. And there's a West Ontario Mon- um, Montrose, which could be. Um, but yeah, it was uh really good film. The young man in it is, man, that kid is going to go somewhere in acting. Yeah, that child actor was incredible. When you can convey emotion without saying a word as an actor, uh, that young of age, it's, it's, fucking breathtaking. Um some interesting parenting choices that were made uh by the yeah. mother at points. Um and some really like funny parts with like where the kids trying to warn people to not do things and they're just like completely ignoring.
1: <laughs> yeah and I'll say like even the interactions with his father like is like the storyline about how his dad's like just uh hey, I'm the cool parent. And yeah. just like some of the stuff there is kind of funny but at the same time it's true. I've seen that in relationships uh, but, yeah, I thought this was, like, a genuinely good horror film for this year, like, and, like, really dives into the use of technology really well, which, you know, fits with our episode of doing uh, social media found footage.
0: Yeah, I thought Come Play was awesome. And I, I, I'm i really glad that, I hope more people go see it, honestly, because I think a lot of people are going to skip over it, but it's actually a really good movie.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm wondering what what its numbers were for, like the budget, like that it made in the box office. Because, uh, yeah, when I went and seen it on yesterday on Saturday, I was once again the only person in the theater. But that's also because it was during the middle of the day on a Saturday, a horror film, and it has been out for what three, four weeks now. So like, yeah, at least that. So it's on its like last leg. Like, so I didn't expect many people, but I at least expected a few more in the theater, but yeah, I'm hoping it did well because I want the theaters to do well, like and try to make as much money as they can right now. Mm-hmm. And I want these movies to be able to make some money as well.
0: Absolutely, for sure. Um, yeah, no, good film. Glad I went out to see it. Probably one of the better theater watches that I've seen so far since yeah, we've been back here. in business. All right, so the next one is Spell 2020. Now, my understanding is this was a theatrical release, in the united states we didn't get it up here but some states got it
1: yeah apparently uh the trillium theater that you and i went to for gretel and hansel uh started showing it this weekend
0: that's <coughs> awesome i'm really happy to hear that um spell i really enjoyed it i i think if you can go to the theaters to see it it is worth it very solid good film very very well acted um great characters that are in it you really get behind the family that's in it uh oh morris chestnut produced it that's really cool he's uh he's a pretty well-known african-american actor i didn't know he produced it as well that's really yeah. cool. i didn't know that threw money into it that's awesome um yeah i i thought it was really good what, what were your thoughts on it
1: yeah i really 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 enjoyed this one this one is i i gave a pretty high rating um uh, Cause like you said, the acting was all really well done. The characters were all interesting. The plot is kind of a mix of a few different things that we've seen Mm -hmm. before, Mm -hmm. but they added in like the, uh, a bit of the old school voodoo. Yes. Which I, I kind of enjoyed that as well. And yeah, all around, this was a great story, very good movie. And yeah, if you, if anyone that's listening can go and see it in the theater, do so. This is a high And
0: well-known African-American actors. Well, Loretta Devine, which is well-known yes. for the Boston Public and various of other films. John Beasley, also well-known. Excellent actors, like excellent. Um, yeah, I really I really did enjoy it. I definitely think it's worth a watch.
1: Yep, and yeah, if you can do it in the theaters, please do.
0: And that seems to be the only way that it's highlighted a plane. Obviously, I'm sure you can find it through other means, uh, but currently it is available through theaters
1: yep, and definitely recommend it
0: absolutely Um, yeah
1: the next movie that uh we both seen uh is the swerve from 2020 now this one is a bit more on the border of fringe horror
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah
1: but it's pretty much just uh, about a woman like just kind of unfortunately watching this woman uh just mentally deteriorate from all of the stress and everything that's happening in this relationship of hers
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but
1: man some very uncomfortable scenes like some very emotional scenes the lead actress i'm not sure what her name is but she did freaking asua incredible. skype okay asua skype she was amazing like I felt so bad for her character and everything that she was going through and Mm -hmm. yeah this is one of those films that it's very heavy
0: yes absolutely and I you know I, I I think one day I would love to be on a podcast where we debate definitions of horror because I think that when anyone tells me something's not horror and then they tell me that a very slow movie that doesn't have a lot happening in it but someone kills themselves and that's considered horror um yeah i don't buy that yeah i think that this is real life horror Yeah, i don't think it is an exaggerated horror i think this is something that could very well happen and they have much yeah. like swallow yep. and i i kind of put those in the two categories now if that's not the kind of movies you prefer that is fine but this movie very much plays on the horror of emotions of the betrayal choices we make um And how those can have devastating consequences.
1: Yeah, 100% agree with you. Because this is like, it's one of those films that makes you uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. if it makes you uncomfortable, that's going to be fitting perfectly in the horror realm. Because it is working on fears.
0: Mm -hmm. And And there's certain movies that you watch and you go, I could see that happening. Yeah. Like, this is probably something that could feasibly happen like Friday the 13th with Jason coming back 18 billion times is probably not going to happen. Really? Um even us, obviously that's not going to happen. But there's certain other movies that are out there. Midsommar is an example of something that could happen. Yeah. There's not a lot of violence in that film. Yes, they jump off the rock and yes there's some stuff at the end. But it's mostly character development throughout that film. Yep, exactly. So I think that when I see a movie like this And I see how the characters interact, the struggles that are happening. I consider this very much horror. And I really don't fucking care what anyone else thinks, to be quite honest. I just think that it falls into a realm that this is real-life horror. What could real life happen? And that's how I, I interpret it. Um, it's available on Google Play, Voodoo, Microsoft Store, and YouTube, Microsoft Store and YouTube. And I think it's definitely worth a rental.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know a few other people that have watched it and really loved it as well.
0: But it's it's definitely a slow burn. Like it is. when we say slow burn, you know, there's a lot of character development. You're not gonna ha- if you like movies that take their time to get going and build up, then you'll enjoy this film. If that's not your jam, then you're probably not gonna like this film. And that's fine.
1: Yeah, I'll say because this is kind of a character study.
0: Absolutely. It's a good way to talk about it, actually.
1: Yeah. um, And yeah, the next one you and I both watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched this one together last Sunday. We sure did. And that is Kindred from 2020. Um, this one, I really enjoyed like the acting and all that. But this is a very, very slow burn.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: This is probably one of the slower horror films I've seen this year. And once again, this is kind of on that fringe horror. Because this could, this could kind of, I guess you could say, fall in the category of thriller. Mm-hmm. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I still consider it horror with everything that's going on.
0: One of the things that really, I really enjoyed about this movie was the performance from Fiona Shaw. Yes. Uh, if you know who, you know, Fiona Shaw has been in multiple Harry Potter movies. She's also been in The Tree of Life. Emily Holmes. She was in Fracture. She was in Dorian Gray and a really great adaptation, Lizzie, um, as well as a bunch of other English movies and a phenomenal actress. You know, I I really enjoy her and I think she is the highlight for me in this film.
1: Yeah, she she played her character like so realistically and just yeah, amazing, amazing. She outacted
0: everybody. Like yes, she absolutely outacted everyone. Um and the other characters were fine the story was fine. It was average. I wouldn't say that it's a must watch for 2020. No. It kind of reminded me of just if it what brought it up for me is Fiona Shaw. It, I think if she hadn't been in it I would have put it on a much lower rating, but her performance made me enjoy it quite a bit. Um i don't even know if i would recommend it overly like it's just if it's i don't know if you're just looking yeah. to watch some fiona shaw you're a fan of her then yeah i would say watch it
1: yeah i am right there with you like i'm not i'm not bad i'm a, not upset that i watched it because yeah i the i like these stories and it gave us something to talk about while we were watching it but for most people this would be they're way too slow with not enough, enough happening yeah but there are a few people i might recommend it to but at the, for the most part i would say it's yeah, for the average horror fan, this is not going to be something up your alley.
0: Absolutely, and you can find it though on Apple, iTunes, Google, Voodoo, Amazon, and YouTube. So the next one is The Dark and the Wicked, twenty twenty. Oh man, I'm gonna let Scott, I, I'm actually not as high in this as Scott is, so I'm gonna let Scott talk about it more um, before I get into it.
1: All right, so gotta give a shout out shout out to mark nato because he made a post about this saying this is his surprise of the year that jumped up to his number one spot so i was like okay i gotta see this if this if the man that has watched six hundred twenty twenty horror films says that he just watched this and it jumped to his number one spot i gotta see this
2: movie
1: mm-hmm. um we may not always agree but i always like respect his opinion and like even if i'm not a fan of the movie i can see why others would be but wow this movie was awesome it's about a brother and sister that go back to their parents house because their father ends up I believe going comatose and so the mother is just left there taking care of herself and him and like mm-hmm. she's struggling so they, brother and sister come back and help and then just this weird dark presence is around this house and starts affecting them all In different ways and this is a dark film like it's creepy it's unsettling especially if you're spiritual in any way this may affect you even more Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh but yeah the performances I thought all around were really well done the score was unsettling just yeah everything about this just worked as a just very good horror film
0: Yeah I I agree with what Scott's saying. I think the acting was very good. It just um I definitely am not in the camp where I love it but I don't dislike it. I really am mediocre on this. Um, I can see why people would love it and I don't really have a good reason as to why I don't. I just feel like the plot was somewhat predictable at times um i didn't feel surprised by anything that happened except for one scene yeah Uh, that did surprise me that was very well done and i do enjoy um i would call this probably christian horror yeah um you know i do believe in god and i do believe in the devil and i believe in that stuff so definitely i i bought into it i didn't love the ending i thought it was kind of a cop out
1: yeah that's Uh, the only downside i had was the ending kind of came out of nowhere and just it was done I'm going yeah mm-hmm. yeah but what that what part of
0: the higher quality films that have been made this year and yeah. definitely I could see this gracing people's number ones number twos number threes on their top tens and I would never fault them for it I would never criticize someone for that it just didn't hit all the marks for me but I definitely strongly recommend checking it out
1: yeah this is one that I want to rewatch because Right now, it'll be for sure in my top 20. But if, if I rewatch it and be able to give it my full attention even more, uh, it'll probably be in my top 10 by the end of the year.
0: Awesome. It's available on Google Play, Vudu, Microsoft Store, and store YouTube, and definitely worth whatever rental price you you pay for it.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. Like, yeah. this one is a must-see if you're trying to watch all the good 2020 horror films.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess you got the next one, then.
1: Uh, Yeah, the next one is Triggered from uh, 2020. And this one is about a group of friends that go into the woods, just kind of uh, I guess it was kind of like a reunion style thing that they were doing. And they end up getting uh, knocked out and wake up with these what almost look like laser tag chest pieces attached to their bodies that they cannot remove. And it's basically a ticking time bomb. And they find out that they as the clock is ticking the only way to survive or last longer is to kill someone else and take their time and it pretty much pits all the friends against each other and like you get your typical uh pretty much finding the rifts between friendships and how far someone will go now the only thing like i thought this was a fun film like uh kind of reminded me of a playful version of saw mm-hmm. uh the only thing that i just could not help and just laugh at was the ridiculous setup of exposition between all of the characters in the very beginning and going oh you were a drug dealer yeah i was a drug dealer for so many years blah 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 oh Did you know this person cheated on this person? Like, it literally was just like, here, let's lay the groundwork for all the drama we will have in this movie before you even, like, get to know the characters. See, I I disagree.
0: I thought that was smart. And I think it showed millennials. It was making fun of millennials while at the same time millennials making fun of themselves.
1: I could see that. Yeah, I I just felt like it was almost... Like,
0: look at the name, Triggered. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Right. Um, this is funny. Scott and I are really disagreeing. This will be the end of Friday nightmares. <laughs> I think that beginning was not I think that's how young people talk. I disagree with you 110%. I think that's what people do. I think young people would sit around like that and gossip.
1: Well, no, it seemed like the like the part of the, I think it was I'm trying to remember the exact part, but it was like something about that drug dealer part that it just threw me off because I was like, but you guys are friends, but you didn't know you was a drug dealer?
0: In all fairness, I have friends that I didn't know were drug dealers. Oh, yeah, I, I
1: I knew I was all my friends were. a word.
0: guy, and I found out he was a drug dealer, and I broke up with him when I was oh, in high school.
1: Oh, all right. Well, then, never mind. <laughs> so I did not realize that because yeah, I I knew like every one of my friends that were.
0: Must <laughs> be because you bought all the drugs from them.
1: Well, oh, I mean, I can't really. Uh, yeah, I guess can't. You know,
0: <laughs> 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 not anymore though. Scott lives a clean lifestyle now. He drinks white protein. Yeah. yeah. Goes to bed at eight o'clock every night. he drinks green tea in the mornings just to revive himself and does an hour of yoga before he goes to work every day
1: boy i wish i had that much just to
0: get in his zen you know just to like he won
1: i'm doing tantric sex sex too. he
0: says he drinks he doesn't he's drinking water when he's like oh yeah guys i did shots last night it's shots of protein
1: yeah that protein gives you that fucking buzz hardcore
0: Right, mm. and he's all like, mm, "Magical, I feel so good." I
1: will yeah. say the whey protein hangovers
0: are the fucking worst. Yeah, all that whey protein. So, but yeah, no, I, I, but it's fine if it annoyed you. It just didn't annoy me. I thought the movie for a low budget film was really fucking funny. I thought they did a good job of using the term "triggered." in several different ways and how they, the fights that would happen between friends was all making fun of like the trigger mentality. I, I thought it was clever. I really did. I, I think though this will be a divided film. I think if you get annoyed by characters easily and really don't enjoy films with young people being stupid young people, then you're not going to like this. Like this is, this is taking teenage conversation and mentality and just supersizing it.
1: Yeah, and I'll say like, and I don't even say that they won't like it. Cause yeah, like I said, those characters annoyed me a bit, but I still found this fun and entertaining. It was an easy watch. Wasn't anything super heavy and had some pretty good gore moments as well. But yeah, I, I say it's worth a rental. It's still fun.
0: Well, let's talk about where you can get it. If you decide that you want to see it and see how bad Scott's taste is and how good mine wow, is. Wow. It's on Google play. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And voodoo and YouTube. You know what? It looks like my drama club did this. Maybe that's what this is about. Yeah, I'll say, there we go. From Waterdown, Ontario did this movie and I'm all like, it's fine. And you're all like, we're we're having warding morning drama clubs <laughs> we're trying yeah, to michigan support all local government drama clubs
1: michigan drama club versus ontario no drama no club. no
0: schwartz creek versus waterdown we'll choose the most smallest community we we <laughs> that no one fucking knows about as our drama clubs we can't even make it the province wide or or statewide that would be too well known no no they got to be even lower than that we actually do have a drama club in waterdown ontario we have a little theater and they put on plays. Like, I'm not nice. kidding. That's a thing. Um, but yeah, they're all old people. So I don't think any of them were in this movie. Um, but yeah. Or were they? Or were they? So you got the... Oh, did you see this one or did...
1: Nope. The next two I have not seen.
0: Oh, wow. I guess you're slowing... How many new watches are you up to now? That's I am at want.
1: 190.
0: Yeah, I'm. you're way ahead of me. But that's because I'm choosing quality Dave
1: C... Over quantity. <laughs> um, and actually, you're not even that far behind me. I think you're only like five or six. Am I? Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I don't really care anymore. So I, uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's because I'm winning. That's why you don't care. Well,
0: not just that. <laughs> you you're also watch movies I don't have access to.
1: Right, which there's I need some, I some I don't
0: I can't watch. So it doesn't really matter if you put them on your list or not, if they're not accessible to both of us, then that's not really a fair race. Right. That's why I was like, like... (laughs) American thing. You got to find
1: a way to cheat a little bit, right?
0: I know. Right. Are you going to tell me that the votes don't really count as well? Stop the count, Did you know that if you stop counting, Scott, (laughs) in 2020s, you won't watch anymore? (laughs) And I'll win.
1: That's, That's how you, okay. So what you're saying is, If I stop the count of my 2020 movies now, but I continue Mm -hmm. watching them. Exactly. Oh. Yes. I don't like this because I want to (laughs) win.
0: I know. I know. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. They Live Inside Us is a Halloween-based film. It's about a writer that uh, relocates to this haunted house to inspire him for writing. And he creates this character and and turn this character comes to life it is fine um I don't think it's anything that anyone needs to rush out and watch obviously a low budget film I will say their special effects were done really well they had some creative scenes in it but it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen before I don't even know if it's worth a rental like it's on Redbox um or at Redbox iTunes Vudu Microsoft Store I don't like there's other quality 2020 movies out there. I will give them credit for trying to do a different concept of being in a a haunted house and a writer trying to get inspiration and then shit happening. The young lady that was in it was very good, but I yeah, yeah. not not uh, worth it.
1: This Obviously. I that's why I didn't bother with this one yet cuz you you didn't really sound uh, nah. too high on it.
0: No, it was it was fine. I watched it, I saw it, I I thought, ah, you know, a writer goes into a haunted house. That sounds really interesting. And he and he lives there and he tries to write, and obviously the house turns on him, but I was like, nah. Nah, nah nah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I don't know, Scott. You have pretty low standards. Even you, I don't know if you would want this one.
1: Wow. Low standards, huh? No, I'm just willing to give movies a chance. That's and right. Then, they
0: were made by your drama club.
1: Exactly. But now I will I will jump in and say there were this week or these last two weeks I've like been watching all good to really good 2020 horror films. The few that I stumbled across, I was like, oh, I'll give these a shot. I didn't even finish. I stopped within 10 minutes going, nope, not even worth my time. Did you put
0: them on your list? Nope. Okay. No, Just but if, they're are, if, they, if, I,
1: if I don't finish a movie, it will not be on my list.
0: Mm, that's true. If you don't finish something, you can't put it on your list.
1: Exactly. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what about this next Netflix movie that I need oh, to watch? you
0: haven't seen this, have you? What is no, wrong with you?
1: You told me I need to uh, definitely not watch this while I'm working. This is more of a focus at home type movie. Yeah, you I just definitely have chance. to
0: focus it at home. Uh, it's a Netflix film. And uh, I, I don't want to say too much about it because it's very, very good. Uh, basic Concept is about a refugee couple from Sudan who is dealing with horrors from their escape Uh, a lot of uh traditional faith in this one that pulls from those horrors some phenomenal fucking cinematography very very good acting very heavy topic i think if anyone watched this movie and i you have a real appreciation for what refugees go through when they go to a new country uh it is hard we don't know that you and I. We've been right. born and privileged. You know, we and uh yes, by the way, if you're white living in North America and you have a roof over your head and food on the table and money coming in, you're doing very well whether you think so or not. And uh, you know, these people are leaving a war torn country with nothing but the clothes on their back and maybe a couple of things and at the mercy of another country that they come to. So it is extremely well done. The acting is very well done. It's a 93-minute film. Does not feel like a 93-minute film. Uh, totally recommend it. Free watch on Netflix. Has a pretty high rating on Letterboxd, which Letterbox, which it deserves, and will probably grace some people's top 10.
1: Nice. Um, this is uh, one that I might try watching tonight then.
0: Yeah, it's worth it. It's a good film. I really recommend it.
1: Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, the next one, I will have to have you take it because maybe i was wrong i don't remember shit from this movie
0: you know i don't think you actually watch movies i think you just <laughs> read the wikipedia and hope for that that's what i do just kidding no. um yeah this one is a 2016 movie that finally got picked up which in 2020 so it's it jumped around the film festival circuit and then finally someone's like okay fine we'll distribute you <laughs> and it finally got released <laughs> um it is definitely a low-budget film. This definitely looks like people that did just a step above a student film. I really enjoyed the dialogue.
1: Okay, it's actually dawning on me what like I remember it right now. Okay.
0: Yes. The dialogue was very good and accurate. The decisions that people made, I felt was very good and accurate. I think people would probably react the way they reacted. For example, Uh, At one point people find a dead body and their first thought is to panic and try to cover it up. I think if I was, and uh, that's because they had been doing a copious amount of narcotics, so various drugs, they had a lot of drugs on them. They kind of broken into this house. I would probably do the same thing in a high panic state. You find a body or in someone's house that you kind of broke into. Yeah. You're probably going to fucking panic and you're not going to want to call the cops as your first thing. It's probably realistic to what people do.
1: And yeah, it's very realistic. Uh, if I was in this situation, because I'm, yeah, now that the movie's coming back to me, like I don't know why I just had like this weird fog. I'm like, holy crap, I don't remember this movie at all. But yeah, now it's all coming back to me. Um, I like you have your unlikable characters and your likable characters, but you were right, the dialogue is great. Yep. The one thing though, if I was one of these people, especially that was had a car, I would have been like, all right, you guys do what you got to do. I'm gonna leave this fucking house. I am going to go home. I am going to call the cops. Not say that I was there, but I'm going to go to call the cops and go, "Hey, I haven't heard from my friend in quite some time. I'm kind of concerned. He's not answering his door. He's not doing any of this." Now, the only
0: problem with that is they're going to find your fingerprints in the house when they do a sweep. Very good he point. He was murdered. Very good point. Like I don't know if the and that's why they freak out the way they do. You know what? I, they never say it, but he was. Murdered, it wasn't like he was just like on the ground from an aneurysm or something like that, right? Like it was murder. So, the cops are going to do a finger sweep and do fingerprint sweep and and look for evidence, and they're going to figure out you were there. So, then you've lied, so you would be in more trouble. You would actually be better off to call the cops and say, Look, we broke into this house, we found this dude here. Good, right? Point. But they also had a whole bunch of blow on them and everything else under the sun. So that was where I bought into it. But the acting is a little hard to stomach. But I thought the script was actually well written.
1: Yeah, I was like, it's like the dialogue and the drama between everybody and what to do. It all felt realistic. Um, And the uh, characters that show up a little bit later and like how they handle that too, that all worked out like the same way
0: yeah it was you know what i i think that if you are looking at starting your own filming like you want to make a film and you want an idea of what you'll be working with i think this is a great film to look at like i think people fantasize of oh i would do a horror movie and what it would look like but i don't think people actually think of the budget they would have and how difficult it is to create these really extensive movies that we see i think this is more realistically what it would look like. And um, yeah, it's available for iTunes, Google, Vudu, um, YouTube, and Prime Video. Uh, and so, where yeah, we, if you're, sorry, go ahead. And
1: where we watched it, Tubi.
0: Tubi, that's right, on Tubi. So it is available on Tubi as well. Um, I wonder if it's got taken down from Tubi because it's not listed here anymore. But check it out for Tubi as well. Um, yeah, I've seen. I've honestly seen worse low budget films, and I think if you are an aspiring filmmaker and you want to see another way that something's been done, check it out.
1: Yeah. I'd say it's worth the watch, especially when you can stream it for free.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, now these next two are kind of like surprises for me because of the company that did them. But yeah. the first one is the retreat from 2020. And when I say surprise from the company, this is Uncorked Entertainment. And you all have heard us talk about how, like, you know, Uncorked is just kind of like they're good at supporting the indie scene. But nothing is really just like amazing that they release like it's good or yeah. really bad. And I got to say, I was pretty impressed with this movie, The Retreat. It's about a, a guy and his friend go out hiking. I think it was in the Alps. I could be wrong on that part, but I know they decide to do this like long hike because this is what the guy wants to do for his bachelor party. He doesn't want to go have this huge party or anything like that he just wants to do this with his friend and do this like bucket list bucket list item and they end up basically coming across the legend of the wendigo
0: the wendigo wendigo or also Um, known as scott crawford
1: yes 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 (laughs) but uh i i was actually pretty impressed with this i thought the acting in this was really good um it was really well shot, like be- like really good cinematography. Uh, the creature design was pretty freaky and it dived into the Wendigo lore that you and I talked about on our Cannibal episode mm-hmm. pretty freaking accurately with the way like, like it kind of covered all the different uh, myths of the Wendigo in this Absolutely. one movie.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it did actually. I was thinking about that when I was watching it. And how we had talked about the Wendigo myth and and everything that I had covered. I I don't think I liked it as much as you did. And yet again, I don't have a good reason why. The acting was good. The special effects were for an un- At parts, I'm like, this can't be uncorked. Right.
1: <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. I'm like, wait a minute. This is like really
0: is really a fucking uncorked film. Like, could this uncorked film make someone's top thirty movies this year? Like, could this be a possibility? Um. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it enough. I, I thought it was a great little survival horror film with the Wendigo myth. Like It gets a little confusing. I kind of like didn't fully get what was going on at points, but overall, good movie.
1: Yeah, because it definitely plays with the whole, did this really happen or not?
0: Yeah, I, and that confused me. Yeah, um, it, I, th-
1: I think I ended up getting it by the end. I, I would have to rewatch it because I was you watching can it at Maybe explain
0: work. it to me offline because I didn't fully get what was going on.
1: Right. Yeah I could I could do that. But yeah, yeah I, like I wouldn't say this is like oh my god this is amazing, but no, I for Uncorked this is
0: amazing. For Uncorked this is like an academy award film. Like right. seriously, like Uncorked, good job Uncorked. You're picking up more than just shit that you usually do. More than yeah, that, this... what was that stupid movie we couldn't even get through <laughs>
1: Damn, Oh, what was that? Uh, that, that uh, dead Ed or something dead, like dead that. Dead by Dawn.
0: Dead by Dawn. Oh my god, what a dreadful piece of shit that yeah, was. That was freaking painful. Oh, fuck. Couldn't the... I think we got 10 minutes in. I'm like, I can't do this.
1: Yeah, like yeah. we both just said, let's not.
0: Like, this is this is too bad. Anyway, this this bad boy is available on Voodoo.
1: Yes. And uh, yep definitely recommend giving it like, this is worth a rental I think
0: i I think so too I think it's worth paying for
1: uh and yeah and the next one once again uncorked and once again I was surprised uh this is <laughs> this movie is called the devil to pay uh I was I watched a screener of it but it's Uh, The the synopsis is, after the disappearance of her husband, a struggling farmer is in an isolated Appalachian community, fights to save her son when the cold-hearted matriarch of the oldest family on the mountain demands payment of a debt that could destroy a decades-old truce. And this is one of those that's kind of like fringe horror as well. It could be more considered like a thriller revenge movie. But uh, once again, the performances, especially Especially by the main actress I'm trying to look up her name right now uh, Danielle Deadweiler she like the crap that she goes through is so believable like the way she, her performances uh, the actress Catherine Dyer also did an amazing job as like the matriarch of this family um, but yeah, it's like this kind of like a I'm not even sure what the timeline is like when this happened but it's basically the, this, it kind of feels like a period piece in a way. Like it's feels almost like it's like in the, like, uh, kind of like in the sixties or so, but, and it's kind of like, uh, like down South, Okay. but, uh, it just has this really cool visual styling and the music is really good. Like, um, going to go on a video game nerd thing for a second, but if you played uh, the video game Red Dead Redemption Two, like the old west style game, the music in this reminded me a lot of that. you? And it, yeah, I was like, I want the soundtrack to this movie. Like, this no. is just really Luckily, good music. We
0: live in the digital age, Scott, and you can get that soundtrack exactly.
1: Really <laughs> but I think this is definitely worth a rental. It's worth a watch. I'm not exactly sure where it is available right now.
0: Oh, I did look it up um it is available on google voodoo youtube and microsoft store okay nice but yeah definitely worth a watch i recommend it it's very uh very entertaining and very well acted which is always shocking for yet again when you see uh (laughs) um uncorked you're like what uncork what are you doing yeah we'll be talking about
1: one of the one of their lower tier movies and the older films i've watched.
0: Oh, will we? Oh, I'm excited for that. I wonder which one that is. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we'll move into our older films. I finally watched Dark Water. Uh, and Jennifer Conley was in this one. She hasn't been in much for a while. This is back in 2005.
1: Yeah, I think this and that Hulk movie that came out, the very first Hulk movie, I think were the only things I've seen her in like lately. Well,
0: Beautiful Mind.
1: Yeah, I think that was before both of those.
0: Okay. So yeah, she, uh, she's in this horror film and I'm probably sure this is based off of Japanese. Yeah. It's archive. a Japanese,
1: uh, it's a Japanese, it's a remake of a Japanese horror film called Dark Water.
0: Which is probably scarier and better. Um, but John C. Riley's in it. He's great. I really? I really enjoyed him. Yeah. He's in it. John C. Riley is such an amazing actor. He really is. And he's very diverse of the roles that he can play. Like he's really, really, really good. Um, Yeah, I I enjoyed it enough for what it is. Good little ghost story. uh, You know, kind of a feel-good ending at the end. Uh, But you got to kind of forgive plot holes. You got to kind of forgive all that other kind of jazz. I Probably the Asian version's better. But for an Americanized version, for a simple watch to turn off your brain from 15 years ago, it was fine. But nothing else really to write home about, to be honest with you. It's
1: kind of what I had a feeling when I seen the trailer a long time ago. Just like,
0: eh... It's fine. Um, the Redwood Massacre.
1: OK, I'm curious about this one.
0: Yeah, so a lot of people that like slashers and kind of campy slashers like this one. Really? I, yeah, I found it on Tubi. Um, I know Nudie from NFW really likes this film. And sometimes his taste in movies are just different than mine. Right. I, I thought it was fun. You know, it's it's definitely a lower budget slasher film. And it's pretty gory, like it's pretty intense with some of the gore scenes and some of the kill scenes in it. Uh, Very simplistic plot, characters that you are pretty much invested in, like you do care about what happens to them. And it really does kick off right away. It only is an 82 minute runtime. So it's smooth. It doesn't take a lot of time to get through. And it's on Tubi, so it's a free watch on Tubi or Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime. Honestly, if you're just looking for a dumb little slasher to throw on, you know it's it's fine. Um, I don't know if I'll watch the second one. Maybe if I see it on Tubi as well, yeah, I'll watch it. Well,
1: I'll say I think that's on our good friends Plex. Actually, is
0: it okay? Maybe I'll watch it as well. Um, yeah,
1: because yeah, I almost gave both these because I think both of them are on there, and I almost watched them because I was like, I've never heard anything about these and like there's two of them so i made a sequel so that must not be that bad
0: i think you would enjoy it enough like i think it's a fun enough movie to sit through and watch it's it's yet again nothing super special you're not gonna walk out and go, oh man what a what a fucking solid slasher but it's not a shitty film like it's just there like you mean i'm sorry when you're walking into a slasher your expectations should be low yeah, right. right like there should be if there's some gore that's great like would i put this at the top of it no was it fucking a piece of shit no it was just kind of there
1: all right, yeah, maybe I'll give that a watch with uh this week. Yes. Make sure you do. I will.
0: Um Better Watch Out 2016. Oh. Um, so to get into the Christmas spirit, I decided that I would watch some Christmas horror movies. Uh, particularly Christmas movies and I horror movies that I hadn't seen before. So Better Watch Out is uh, I think it's fairly well known in the community. It's basically yeah. about a young man and his babysitter and they get stalked and there's a plot twist in it. I won't go into great detail because that would be some spoilers. It was fine. I really felt like the second act dragged out a lot. Um, Myself. And I felt like the character arc was just a little too dramatic. Um a little too from zero to balls to the walls, a little too much. Um, I can see that. But I can see why people love it. I, I enjoyed it. Will I watch it every Christmas? Probably not. Um, but did I think that it was a cool concept and something different? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Did you see that twist coming?
0: Um, I was suspicious about it at a certain point. Okay. And I was kind of waiting for uh, it to get darker. And I found that when it did get darker, it was too much of a jump. Yep,
1: yeah, I can get, I can see that. Like, cause I've seen this about three times now. Like, yeah, I had, I, I have fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it, it does feel like a Christmas horror film. Like, like yes, has that feeling to it.
0: Definitely has a, and maybe we could do that when we talk about our Christmas films. That's kind of you know, what I was definitely thinking. Definitely is a Christmas film. Uh, and we can um, go into more spoilers and stuff then.
1: Yeah, and then I, I was going to say, and then I do like the acting from the uh, kids in this movie.
0: Yeah, like everyone's good. Their acting's good. Uh, but I just felt like it went from someone oh. that you didn't think was a narcissist to, or a psychopath to, I'm a fucking psychopath! Like it yeah. just went too quickly for my liking.
1: Yeah, I, um, I I completely agree with that.
0: But I think it did capture Christmas well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, like I say, it's one that I watch every year so far but that's just because I was just like oh it's right there on shutter ah screw it I'll throw it on because I had fun with it but I don't know if it'd be like something I'd have to watch every year
0: absolutely and I took it off and I'm going to just mention it briefly uh Campfire Tales 1997 I watched that a while ago so the comical thing I found in this and I said it to Scott afterwards is at the end okay Spoiler for 1970s, sorry 1997 Campfire Tales. They're dead, and it was one long fucking drinking and driving commercial. It Mm -hmm. was exactly like the drinking and driving commercials from the 90s of like. So, synopsis of this movie very quickly. It's a whole bunch of short stories of these people that are telling them these four teenagers, and then you realize. So, at first, you think their car just broke down, and they're telling these scary stories around a campfire, like think Are you afraid of the dark?" mentality. And you realize at the end of it, when the police show up that they're actually dead and the one kid was drinking and they say that (laughs) you can hear the paramedics mean like we found alcohol in his system and he's the one that runs down. And I guess he's still alive. He's kind of like the paramedics are trying to save him. And he runs up the hill and he sees his three dead friends holding hands. And he realizes they've been dead the entire time. And (laughs) they've been telling these stories and like it was so and then i sent scott a drinking and driving commercial that i found (laughs) and i'm going to share it to our page and it's basically these kids leaving a party and then being like i don't know if billy can drive oh billy's had too much to drink and he's like i'm fine guys and they get in the car and they all turn into fucking skeletons it was that kind of cheese (laughs) basically campfire tells 1997 is a 90s drinking and driving commercial that's what it is. is Like, it was just so fucked. When it got to that, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> anyway. I
1: laughed out loud. I'm like, oh my God.
0: Oh, fuck my life. But anyway, that was side note for Campfire Tales 1997. Fine movie, otherwise just a long drinking and driving commercial. So Black Christmas 2006, I decided to complete the set. I've seen the 1974 version. I've seen the 2019. Yeah, this one was like, they're all so different. Yeah. Like this one, it was like we're in a sorority house, and there's a den mother that was in the original movie. Yep, Adrian Martin was in the original, right? Mm-hmm. And um, there's some killers out, and they used to live in the house, and they're gonna die.
1: And we're gonna like, give you a backstory of how he was abused and
0: this and that. Oh like how his mom raped him and shit. Like it yeah. was, it was dark. It was dark, and I was kind of like, it was fine. Um, I prefer the original Black Christmas a million times over. Like, I feel really bad for the original Black Christmas. I feel like people keep re- making it into these pieces of shit when it's actually like, it's a few, it's, there's a few movies I will shit on the remakes for, but these remakes were not that good. <laughs> like, they're fine, but I don't know why they had to be called Black Christmas. Like, they could have just been called something else.
1: I will, like, I still haven't seen the 2019 version, but I will say the 2006 one at least has some parts of the original story with the killer named Billy and the sorority house and the hiding in the house and the stuff like yeah, that
0: yeah but you know what i will give the remake of black christmas is that or like 2019 is that at least tried to do something very very different it was black christmas oh, yeah. in name but it wasn't i think if she had just named it the director just named it something else it would have been fine um yes it's a very like strong message that's in it but I think if you hadn't labeled it Black Christmas, you would have had horror fans shitting all over it, right? Like, Right,
1: exactly. So... It would have been yeah. fun. People would have wouldn't seen it and probably just either liked it or just went, eh, and would have never talked about it again.
0: Yeah. Um. Bottom line is just watch the 1974 version of Black Christmas. Like, this was fine, but it wasn't... Besides super hot chicks in it and, like... Some good gore. Some good gore. Like, that was about it. Like, otherwise... I mean... I mean, how can you go wrong
1: with some flesh gingerbread cookies?
0: Right, or Lacey from uh, uh, Lacey Chambers from Party of Five. And uh, I forget her name, but she
1: played in Buffy and Eurotrip. Yeah,
0: she was in there too. Like, And then there was a guy from um, Goldie Hans and uh, Kevin, uh, Kurt Russell's son was in it. Oh, was he? Was yeah. he really? I didn't yeah. realize that was him. Yeah, it was, you know what I mean? Like it was. It was, uh, all it was a product faces. of 2006. That's really yeah. what it was. It was a fucking product of 2006. I felt like I feel like we could talk about how certain movies come out, and you can be like, "Yep, son of a bitch, that's a 2006 movie."
1: well, <laughs> like, yeah, cool, because there's right? always because every decade always has this like <laughs> flagship movie that ends up coming out, and then other movies try to copy that formula. Well, they couple
0: yeah, the formula, the way that characters are developed, how they're dressed, like. The weird fucking jokes that happen in it. Anyway, I I don't regret watching it. um, But I definitely will never watch it again.
1: Uh, This is what I throw on once in a great while. when I'm just like, you know, I want to see some hot chicks. I want to see some hot chicks in a dumb slasher movie getting sliced and diced. And like, it kind of cracks me up because of how cheesy it is. Like, I, I just it's one of those i can just turn my brain off and i like seeing
0: andrea martin in it a canadian actress very well known very well liked um but like the over christmas decorating that they do in that house like they have fucking lights down all the doorways and like it's over the top no one does that in their house who does and i grew up in like snoopy's doghouse you gotta understand my mom loves fucking christmas christmas basically vomits all over my parents house every year so i grew up with like multiple displays in the house lights going up and down banisters and stairs like i grew up with all that shit and my mom still didn't do that like it was just fucking over the top ridiculous
1: oh it so was
0: like and that's not even what christmas is anyway like, <laughs> like i hate to be like you know i mean people get offended about like santa claus and shit That stuff we made up about christmas <laughs> what well, right. actually what christmas is but i digress um anyway uh, yeah so i got my christmas going you know Yep. I'll wait I, uh, till
1: after uh, Thanksgiving for me. Yeah, for Thanksgiving.
0: Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, we have real Thanksgiving here in Canada. That's in October. Now, let's see, this is the problem in America. You guys have Thanksgiving so close to Christmas. So now you have this divide of people that want to set up their Christmas tree before Thanksgiving and after Christmas. Here, we just ask that people wait till after Remembrance Day, which is yeah, November 11th. Like-
1: I mean, if you think about it, though, it, like it makes sense in a way why we have this divide, because, I mean, no one month from Halloween is Thanksgiving, one month from Thanksgiving is Christmas. It's just kind of no like
0: between. No, step. no, it doesn't. No, it makes zero sense. You have a big fucking meal and then you have another big fucking meal less than 30 days.
1: Yeah. It's American tradition, Heather. It's something that I'm used to. Like,
0: it's just because you want to watch that fucking Blood Rage movie or whatever it's called. Oh, well, um, I mean,
1: I probably won't watch it this year because I'm trying to stick mainly to first-time watches and even ignoring my traditions.
0: Oh, you can keep your traditions. I won't judge you.
1: I know, People but I'm still just fakes. trying. To do, I'm still just trying to do as many first-time watches. Like when it comes to the Christmas movies, though, I don't know if there are any left that I haven't seen. Like besides a lot of newer ones.
0: You know what I haven't seen that I'm waiting to see silent deadly, uh, deadly night silence or silent night. night deadly night yeah
1: oh that movie is so
0: good i'm gonna watch it in december
1: perfect because yeah that one is good the sequels you know. like maybe maybe part two if you want to watch part one again
0: because it has like half the movie of part one and then 30 minutes of new footage <laughs> i'll probably watch watch krampus again this year and definitely black christmas 1974 yeah well yeah who am i kidding of course i'm gonna have a tradition i gotta watch gremlins Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine if you didn't watch Gremlins?
1: There wouldn't be a Christmas. Like You know what would happen? The entire
0: Gremlins franchise would fall apart because you didn't watch it.
1: No, the world would end. There would just be no (laughs) Christmas and 2020 is just
0: completely ruined even more than it was. And they'd be like, and then Scott doing it because he didn't watch Gremlins. (laughs) Yep. I'll say it's got to happen. Speaking of Gremlins, I think it's coming close to our one year uh, anniversary of us reaching out to each other on social media. But I'm going to wait till the social media section to talk about how we became friends. Like real friends, not like Facebook friends.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Friends on Facebook that do more than like each other's posts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because November
1: 21st is the day we started talking.
0: That's so fucking creepy that you know that. I remember weird dates. What yeah, can I you're say? so fucking weird. Anyway, you know what else is weird? That I didn't see this movie until this year.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's only technically a year old, so it's not that bad.
0: It's embarrassing. I finally watched Dr. Sleep, and I will be honest. I've been putting it off, even though, like, I remember Venom gave a speech on Fresh Cuts, and he's like, if you didn't go see Dr. Sleep, shame on you. And I'm like, I didn't go see Dr. Sleep, shame on me. Um <laughs> And I decided that I would watch it. And fuck, is it good? Yes. Fuck, this movie is amazing. I like, told you you would love this one. Holy shit. I'm like, two and a half hours? Okay. This is going to be a long motherfucker. And I was like, oh no, this is good. Oh, it's good. It's so good. <laughs> like, oh my God. I, I, everyone and their mom has seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm late to the party on this one. So I just want to say, great movie i loved it um if you haven't seen it check it out doesn't matter your feelings on the shining you will like this movie
1: yeah yep and i will say rose the hat is one of the greatest villains from last year
0: yeah she's pretty creepy
1: yeah i just loved everything about how she did everything it just amazing yeah great very very well
0: done absolutely
1: i need to watch the director's cut at some point because i only watched the theatrical cut and i think you watched the director's cut if I remember like five. I guess so
0: I, I don't know I just watched what was ever on our good friends Plex.
1: yeah but yeah I am so happy you watched it and that you loved it I had yeah. a feeling you would like just because I was like I I know your taste and I'm going I think Heather would like this one
0: I did it was really good
1: um, Yeah, the, that's awesome. the young
0: lady in it is she the same girl that plays in the girl with all the gifts
1: uh, that is a good question I don't know
0: Because I've been meaning to watch that movie as well. And I just haven't gotten along to it. Hold on. Let me check out here Dr. Sleep. Let me look at her.
1: Yeah, because I do recommend.
0: Abba? No, she was in Dr. Sleep. I will. I can. I will. I did. So just. She hasn't actually been in much.
1: Okay. Yeah, I recommend Girl with All the Gifts too. Because that that one actually stars Glenn Close and... Like that movie is really good. I'll have to check that out. If you want a unique take on the zombie film, that is a very good one. Booyah! Booyah! (laughs) All
0: right. You share these bad boys now.
1: All right. So, as most people know, I tend to go on theme as much as I possibly can.
0: Balls deep is what we refer to to Scott here. He likes to go all the way. I muted myself (laughs) was like, all. (laughs) The way.
1: (laughs) Uh, So yes, the first one I am going to talk about was recommended to me by Heather. And that was Dead Con from 2019, which is uh, still available on Netflix. uh, But it's about this uh, YouTube sensation that is going to a, I guess you would call like a social media personality convention wherever she's going there to meet her fans and do like, uh, go to these different uh, like con- it's like a convention. So yeah, she has going and talking to everybody, like going to these, uh what is Heather doing?
0: Sorry. What the I- hell was I had that? to come downstairs and feed my dog and my zoom camera tilted and my face disappeared. And I was trying to scare Scott.
1: Oh, uh, it just looked like you were playing fake drums in the air. You're just going. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> um So yeah, I watched the movie called DeadCon from 2019, and this is about a YouTube star sensation that is going to a convention where a lot of these social media personalities go and meet their fans, and they do like in-depth talks and like just kind of talking to everybody, question and answer style. And while they're there, they uh, go to the she goes to get her apartment yeah her hotel. And the hotel ends up accidentally overbooking. So they're like, Oh, we don't have a room. And they're like, Oh, wait, we did find one on this floor. So they put her in this room, and this room is basically haunted. And she starts seeing weird things happening. Her room starts getting messed up. Things are on the like wall.
0: Actually, I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Yeah, I'll say it was uh pretty creepy and like uh yeah, it's kinda like a supernatural horror film and yeah, I uh, it's I started to realize I used to hate these types of movies that dealt with these YouTube social media style personalities because they're just so over the top. And then I realized that's what these characters are. They are and that's, over the And top.
0: this is us. We're yes. stars now, Scott. We are. <laughs> we go to a convention and at least... We would know each other exactly. <laughs> be like Heather, I know you from Friday Nightmares. You'd be like Smoke Show, I know you from Friday Nightmares. <laughs> We're signing each other's shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll sign your boobs. You sign my ass.
0: Be amazing. <laughs> be awesome.
1: But yeah, I I I thought that kind of was a lot of fun. Um, I would recommend checking that one out. But uh, the next social media found footage horror film that I'm going to talk about is the uncorked one that I briefly mentioned above. And that is hashtag captured from 2017. <sighs> Boy. These characters. Dear God. They are basically a group of 18 year old high school students that um have like this like live sex show sex party thing that they like basically say it's kind of like OnlyFans before OnlyFans where it's like, you give us money and we'll go further in what we're doing. And they'll like, and it's these two girls and these and two guys, and they're usually just put the girls on the screen and let them do their thing. And then a new girl comes to town that uh, ends up getting invited to hang out with them. And while they're recording and doing all this stuff, she the, a fight breaks out and she leaves. But then these people start getting stalked by this very virtuous and righteous killer who is basically killing in the name of God for these characters sinning and the way this guy talks is just so freaking laughable like as he's making these kills like it's just and these characters are just so dumb and the story is so dumb
0: it sounds like a cheap way to show ass and tits it
1: pretty much was. And watch was. chicks
0: make out with each other.
1: Pretty much was. Yeah. It was just, yeah. It wasn't horrible, but it was just kind of like, I, yeah, why? It's
0: dumb. Why? Because anyone can make a movie. That's it's true. Why. And
1: Uncorked proves that. All the time. Yep. Um, but the next one, which I did enjoy, was Scare Campaign from 2016. Have you seen Is that one? about
0: the Donald Trump uh 2016 campaign?
1: <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> Just kidding. Have you seen this one? No. Okay. Yeah, this one was pretty freaking good. It was basically one of those uh one of those reality TV shows where they do the pranks on people and like they try to like scare like the, they'll bring someone in that doesn't know what's going on and like, oh yeah, you're gonna be working at this hospital tonight. And then they'll have these, like, actors coming out as, like, ghosts. And, like, they'll just start, like, having weird shit happening to these people until they freak out and run out the door. And they basically get told by their uh, producer, we need to up the game. Because there is this group out there called Scare Campaign. And she shows a video of them. And they're actually really killing people on camera and, like, getting all these likes from social media. And they're going, well, we're not going to go that far. Are you kidding me? Well, they decide to try to play a prank on another person. And then these guys from the scare campaign show up and start actually killing these people and videotaping it, and it's pretty freaking creepy and pretty gory
0: and some really really awesome kills. I feel like that's pretty accurate to where social media could go at some point. Yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah,
1: I'm just taking one thing uh, thing step uh, one step further every single mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I recommend this one. This one was pretty dark it was gory uh and it was just a good watch and it's like one of my favorite things now is watching these reality shows just kind of get their comeuppance for doing something stupid Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i agree with you um and then the next thing is a a franchise i'll just talk about briefly but i brought it up on our last episode just because of the 2020 election happening i finally decided to watch all four of the purge films didn't bother with the tv series because when it comes to tv i just don't feel like diving into some long drawn out stories like that Mm -hmm. but yeah i had fun with these movies um they're simple they're kind of scary because of how close that the states are to this um Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but like i i enjoyed every single one of them the first one like you know was just a self-isolation horror film like Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, they did what I wanted them to do, which was expand and be out in the world, seeing what's happening while this is going on instead of just being in a house. Mm-hmm. And yep. And was a part two was uh, anarchy, which I thought was pretty good. Had a pretty, uh, freaky moments kind of reminded me of like, uh, uh, what was a judgment night, which kind of like a thriller that starred Emilio Estevez and all the that
0: protests that your country has seen this year.
1: Yeah, pretty much like Election the Election Year movie was like pretty accurate to that stuff. And then The First Purge, which seems to have gotten like the lowest rating on Letterbox, I actually mm. like better than the rest of them cuz it kind of builds you builds that story of how this happens and they of course start the purge in this impoverished area by offering these people $5,000 if they stay the night during the purge night for 12 hours. Mm, yeah. And like seeing how it kind of just unravels from there and like yeah that was a dark story but like fuck i enjoyed all these movies they were really good like they're not like going to be like oh my god best movies of the year but they were entertaining they were a little too realistic at times but Mm. all in all pretty solid franchise
0: well i'm sure um you know if anyone listens to us and they're exploding heads patreon they know that exploding heads covered these four movies recently and they did a really good job of it actually they did a really good in-depth conversation on it probably more than um scott and i will ever do on them um i don't know maybe we'll go over them at some point for something that we do probably political movies or whatever but um very very good review so if you're a patreon check it out if you're not a patreon then maybe consider joining patreon and checking it out if you are a fan of these films because their review is quite um comprehensive comprehensive and um very very good nice um and the last one is one
1: that is my shame on me for not watching and that is toby hooper's salem's lot from 1979 um which is based off the Stephen King novel of the same name. And this is Salem's Lot. The novel is in my top five Stephen King stories. I love this. It's like just a simple vampire story, but the characters in it are what make it. And Toby Hooper did an amazing job of recreating this and bringing it to life and hit a lot of the story notes that were in the book. Like this is probably the better. I haven't seen the, I think it was like the early 2000s ad- movie ad- mini-series adaptation that came out that stars hmm. Rob Lowe. But I, I'll probably check that out at some point. But I know this one, damn good vampire movie. I, Where does
0: it fall on your vampire movies that you've seen? I would say in my top 10. Really? Yeah.
1: Like this was That's another really thing we'll have
0: to do in 2021, Vampires.
1: Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, this one, has those like there's people that have always shared the specific scene of the child vampire floating outside the window scratching on the window and saying Mm -hmm. how it scared the shit out of them when they were kids Mm -hmm. I could see why this was like the atmosphere and the setting for those scenes when that happens fucking creepy
0: so when Spike so when it's done in Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Luke Perry that must be what they're referring to that's what the callback must be to Selim's Law you know what scene I'm talking about, right? Oh, you're talking about the original Buffy, not the TV series. Oh, No, yeah. no, yeah, the movie. With Christian yeah, you're Christian right. Swan yeah. When his buddy floats up. Yeah, I bet you 100%. That must be what the shout out was to.
1: Yeah, I bet you it was. Because, yeah, I haven't seen the Buffy movie in a very long time. So it took me a second to realize what you're talking about. But yeah, um, highly recommend this movie. It's... It's a bit of a watch, though, because this was a made-for-TV miniseries as well from the 70s, so it's a little over three hours long, but it is well worth it. Like, I highly recommend this movie, and it was just recently put on Shutter.
0: Nice! Good to know. I may save it for when we do our vampire films, because I have a feeling this will be one of them.
1: Yeah, I think you'll like it. I'm not sure where it'll land for you, but I think you'll really enjoy it.
0: Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So we're going to break into what we've been listening to Scott. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, I can go
1: first. Alrighty. Uh, so yeah, what we've been listening to, uh, I will talk about, um, another offshoot of horror news radio and, uh, the same guys, the same, the same guys, they have the website gruesome magazine, who also I also talked about that show. Uh, this is their decades of horrors, 1980s, uh, Featuring the hosts, Jeff Moore, Bill Mulligan, Crystal Cleveland, and Chad Hunt, who are all from the Horror News Radio, Gruesome Magazine website. And yep, each, I'd say it's about a once a month uh, podcast. They go deep into one 1980s horror film and just kind of go into great detail about it and their personal opinions on it and really well done, really informative uh great personalities so it's fun to listen to they're funny they're entertaining they're knowledgeable uh the last episode they released was about 14 days ago and that was the burning and they talk so into like they, before they even get into the review of the movie they get into so much detail of like everything about this film like how it was made this and that how much how much it cost like if you want a good just like intellectual in-depth conversation about a 80s horror film I recommend this web uh, this podcast because yeah they they cover everything from the popular stuff to like the not so popular stuff that you may not have heard of
0: that is awesome I really love when podcasts go that deep because I like when things go deep but I know you do oh yeah. um but I really do like uh the in-depth discussions I always find that interesting I like knowing about yeah. backgrounds of movies how much it cost or it was film like what it like I'm finding I have more and more of an interest in that just as time goes on and the more movies I watch and the more appreciation I have for the behind the scenes stuff
1: yeah and like they do an amazing job because I'm right there with you I listen I've been listening to these guys for a while and um they have different hosts on different shows but they also have a Decades of Horror 1970s and a Decades of Horror The Classic era, which covers 1920s up to the 60s. Wow. And the, those other two shows have different people on them talking about it. So, like, they're, they've pretty much covered them all. They even had a Decades of Horror 1990s, but uh, that was with Thomas Mariani when he was uh, still with them. But once he left, I think it kind of just that one kind of fell by the wayside.
0: Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. We should just get but, Thomas to do one for us. Right.
1: <laughs> like that man knows his stuff so it'd be interesting to hear he does. him more
0: when we used to do trivia with him oh my oh God. gosh <laughs> he would just smoke us we all wanted to be on thomas's team because he knew everything
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: um so the podcast i'm going to talk about is the TGIF 13 friday the 13th fan podcast on horophilia was on horophilia now it's independent it's done by christian luciani and vince i don't his last name i think they just call him vince all the time vince mcmahon is it vince mcmahon
1: no no i'm because of wwe
0: i was like i don't think that's his name (laughs) (laughs) but it is so funny they they, it's a commentary and christian he uh he edits it so he's also the editor on the exploding heads movie podcast or the exploding heads podcast and (laughs) really like have you ever listened to them oh yeah Oh my god, it's so funny. Like they're just now they're both Canadian, and they usually podcast in person. Uh, Christian lives just 10-15 minutes from me and Vince also lives in the same area as me as well. And uh, Vince is openly gay. And the shit he makes fun of with being openly gay, it's just so... Bunny, the amount they talk about cocks on that show. Like, you know, I feel like it's a show that when I go on, I, I just have a lot to contribute because I also know a lot about cocks. So yeah. I feel like I will have a lot to share to the conversation. I think you will. <laughs> right. And they've done the hatchet series. They've done all the Halloween's. They have a course on the Friday, the 13th. And if you're looking for a commentary that you're not going to follow with the movie, like if you try to follow along with the movie, you're going to be out of luck because they do edit it. But if you just want to listen to some two dudes, like make crack jokes, make fun of the movie. Um, and clearly like longtime friendship, they met at Brock university in St. Catharines when they were like early twenties. So they known each other, you know, at least 20 years. It's, it's awesome. So check it out. And if you're a fan of exploding heads, there's no reason why you haven't, you shouldn't have checked out this podcast. Cause this is, this was Christian's first podcast. Vince, first. Was his, Vince was his first before Dave and Brandon came in for their threesome, you know, <laughs> so give it, give it, give it a listen. It's awesome.
1: Yep. I, I can second that. Cause yeah, the TGIF is a great fun listen and it's different. It's, it's a unique way to listen to a commentary.
0: It is. I like that he edits it. I really re- respect that, that he, he really cuts it down to the funny parts.
1: Right yeah he's funny
0: like him and vince are fucking funny like oh they're hilarious they got jokes man
1: yeah they are hilarious together they bounce off each other perfectly
0: absolutely absolutely well we're gonna take a brief break and we're gonna hear from one of our podcasting friends and then we're gonna get into our main topic so after these messages we'll be right back
3: this is Bo from legionpodcasts.com Hey, it's been a crazy time, and when the world gets nuts, we're happy to offer some old-fashioned podcast entertainment. But for some folks, getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days. People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community, a sort of grand-scale take-a-penny-leave-a-penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar. For those who are directly affected by recent events, and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on, well, how about you give me a shout at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of legionpodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at legionpodcasts, where it's the pin tweet. For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping In. And members of our community who need a hand, hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Welcome back. And going on our found footage adventures, which shocks me because I did not like found footage, as we talked about in our last episode, um, until recently, honestly, until uh, listening to Exploding Heads watching other found footage movies. I've really begun to build appreciation. Though the one area I did enjoy it is a social media found footage, probably because I like social media, uh, generally speaking. I enjoy it. I enjoy it as a way to communicate with what I'm doing. I enjoy it as a way to see what other people are doing. I have a Facebook that I'm pretty active on and Instagram I'm pretty active on. Um, Twitter I have as well, but more just for... uh, news and information like that. And LinkedIn I have for professional reasons. Scott, what about you? Yep, I
1: have an Instagram and uh, Facebook. Um, I had Twitter, but I deleted it because I, uh, I just didn't understand it. I just didn't see the point in it. Um, Instagram, I forget to use a lot. I used to be on it a lot, lot back in the day, but I just tend to forget about it now because I just focus on Facebook. And that's where I do a lot of my like, interactions with friends and people. Um, and other than that, really not many other places I don't really have, find the need to be on many others. Like, I think I do have a LinkedIn profile, but I have my career, so I don't really look into that much now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like, but then like the other social media experience experiences would be like, uh, talking about live, like playing video games live with friends and stuff and doing the social chatting
0: with people there and stuff like that. And that's switch. Uh, That would be Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. Um, So, you know, I'm personally a big social media person. I enjoy Facebook. I originally only got Facebook because my friends went to serve in Afghanistan. And they were going away overseas. And it was a way to keep in contact with them. I can message them when they got access to a computer or whatever. Because this is before really smartphones were. Everyone had one or anything like that. Um, And then it's kind of developed and grown. And now I find that my majority of contact on Facebook is with my horror community friends. Yep. A um, couple of my close friends. I do have a couple of chat groups. Well, one, uh, no two uh, with my ladies and a couple with some friends around here, but majority of my communications. And I usually call people on messenger too, especially yes. living in Canada. Well, so, um, yeah, you
1: and I, that's how we talk 90% of the time,
0: 90% of the time. Um, Same with Brandon Orlick. I call him frequently on Messenger as well, just because, yet again, America to Canada, you don't have to listen, worry about long distance fees or anything like that. Yeah and you can call from your phone and it's basically if you're on wi-fi then you're just using internet service to talk to each other so it's really made our world a lot smaller it's allowed us to connect and build friendships uh scott and i befriended each other over facebook and then ended up chatting because there was some drama in a group that we were part of and one of scott's friends kind of got attacked and i felt bad for scott and i messaged scott and we kind of just started we just picked off from there and we became friends and we started chatting all the time and that doesn't happen all the time sometimes you just kind of meet someone and you chat a little bit and especially being a female I get a lot of gentlemen messaging me to to chat and sometimes different areas
1: though I will say like uh yeah it was kind of like a snowball effect with when you messaged me like it just started with just like oh you know just uh you know sorry to hear about the drama and then you asking about my old podcast and like say no it's just us asking each other like just questions to get to know each other and then it just mm-hmm. snowballs and just like we like we've literally messaged each other every single day since that day which is november 21st we have yeah. i don't think we missed a single day of not talking to each other
0: as much as i try um <laughs> and it's not for trying Scott's i'm good fucking at just, uh, stalker. like yep. he even went up to the motherfucking up and i still heard from his deadbeat ass like that's right if I go away somewhere, he's not going to hear from me. He's going to be super offended. And I'm going to be like, whatever, dude. I was drunk the entire time.
1: And I'll be like, all sad. <laughs> and
0: I'll be like, booyah. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's just an interesting way that you can build friendships with people. It also can be used in negatively, but honestly, you get what you give. Like, I fucking yeah. <laughs> say it how I feel. Um, yeah, sometimes people post things that are antagonistic and people are going to get mad about that. I know I've done it myself, too. And I do it purposely. You know, and if I'm pissed off about something and I post something and people don't like it, then yeah, you know, I know what I did by posting that. More when I was younger, I don't do that as much now. Um, if I don't like situations, I just leave them. Um, yep,
1: I just know, scroll
0: past. Scroll past or I don't comment. Like I can read something I don't agree with and just keep my opinion to myself. Um, and you know, you pick your battles, right? But I generally, I find social media 95% good, 5% bad. That's how yep. I feel.
1: Well, and I will say with 2020, um, it has made me appreciate social media even more because it has helped us helped you and I keep in contact. Yeah, we've become really good friends with other people in our community yep. because of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, I never thought I would have good friends in Australia, but now we got Tim yeah. and Daniel that we, I would consider good friends of ours.
0: Who don't read my review on their podcast, but yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we got to shame them for that multiple Mm, times. Shame shame, on you. Shame, Shame, horror for dummies. Shame.
0: But um, yeah, I agree with you. We would definitely not have the friendships that we have if it wasn't for social media. So, But like any good, there's bad. And and because social media is just so rampant, it's become a great way to pull in horror, right? So let's look at a couple of articles. So first one is social media is having its moment on film and it's pretty grim. So this was <laughs> written on March 4th, uh, just before everything shut down. Um, why is it every time a social media act is map app is depicted on t- on screen, it's the harboring of great evil, and if it's not supernatural evil, it's stalking or bullying or some other grave danger. This is pretty true because there was that app movie that came out last year that you downloaded. Yeah, and, countdown. Yeah, countdown, and like to when you would die, and then it actually like. Came true, right? Yeah, kind of like Final Destination a little bit. For the most part, the film ha- the films have portrayed social media as an obstacle to living, not a tool we use in our daily life. Still, even though through our many uses of social media on a daily basis, it's hard to shake the feeling that so much can go wrong. Movies capitalizing on the tremor of unease and Netflix shows like The Circle aren't helping. I've never seen The Circle. Have you seen it?
1: No, I don't even heard of that one actually.
0: Social media invites strangers and thus unknowns into our lives, like Scott and I. Yeah. Here's how different movies have handled them more potential dangers and lurks in our online presence. Unlike vampire and monster movies, social media is one relatable monster so I only copied this part of the article because it went on to talk about a whole bunch of social media movies which we're going to talk about in our review but I think it's true social media is usually presented as something that is evil that is something that is ruining us we're not able to have face-to-face conversations which I think is complete horseshit I really do I don't think because I can message and type on messenger that I can't talk to people face-to-face and then people always do this thing and they'll be like, well, teenagers don't have social skills anymore. Yeah. You're still social skills with adults as a teenager are probably shit too. Like no one yeah. wants to talk to a fucking adult. They want to talk to other teens. Well, they're not talking face to face because you're around them all the time and you would know this. Like, Right. And, <laughs> they have like, to go to and school the funny and talk thing at is. At some point, like I don't understand.
1: Well, and a lot of these, the older generation doesn't get it like because. The teenagers will be on their phones while they're around the their parents and family. And they'll look at that and go, oh, they're not socializing at all. Bullshit. I can guarantee you the reason they're on their phone is because they're bored and not wanting to talk to family and uh, adults. They are probably messaging back and forth with their friends right there.
0: And I have been out at restaurants and seen older people on their phones. Yeah. Like the same amount. <laughs> like, like, I don't understand where this, like... Idea. Now, maybe you're not on your phone and you see other people and that bothers you. And again, I don't know why it does, because it has nothing to do with you. Right. Exactly. If for some reason it chooses to. And yes, maybe our social interaction world is changing. Perhaps when you interact with a teenager, they don't have any social skills. But I interact with teenagers all the time at McDonald's, at Walmart, at other places, stores that I've been to in my job. Because I work with teenagers at a university honestly I I don't think social media is ruining them at all I've been able to have productive conversations with majority of them and honestly the ones that I've struggled with I think I would have struggled with before the creation of Facebook like there's just people that struggle that are socially awkward and for some of those people social media is a gift but of course you know nothing kind of like Kind of like masturbation, nothing beats the real thing, which is sex, right? (laughs) Like nothing beats in person, hanging out and watching a film together. I'm not saying that social media can replace all that, but it can add value to your life. It can allow you to connect with people from other parts of the world people that have other interests with you and ways that you can expand your knowledge and your horizon. So yes, do I think there needs to be a balance? Absolutely. But if we're going to look at problems with social media, I definitely don't think it just lies in the younger generation. I no. think it lies within anybody that on all the adults that online bully as well, like 2020 has showed the real finest of people that we have to offer, especially when I read news feeds yeah. on an article and like last week I was on this news local news station and it posted something like um, American people, um, some American people overjoyed about Biden and a vaccine is on the way. So the reason why they titled that is so you click on it. If you actually read the article, it said, some people in America are really thrilled about Biden. The election was a great turnout. And the second part is, and in other news, other good news this week, is that there's a vaccine on the way, blah, 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 blah. But of course, people don't open the article they just read the headline. Yep. And they went on to like, well, Joe Biden didn't create the vaccine. Oh, Trump never should These are all Canadians, okay? These are people that have fucking zero skin in the American game. And I finally had it, and I wrote a message going, y'all need to calm down. First off, this article, if you read it, is just talking how some people, maybe not you, but some people are excited that Joe Biden has been elected president. And the other part talks about how there's a vaccine in the process and in the works. I don't know why either anyone would get upset about this. And second of all, we're Canadian. We don't even have voting power in the American election. And I've right. seen so many likes that I got on that
2: post. Good
1: for you.
0: And it was on, like, it's shit like that. So we had adults that go online and, and then people attacking each other and being like, you're stupid or i hope covid kills you and your family like (laughs) really, fucking stupid shit that people type
1: the adults are just as bad as like the teenage bullies
0: they're like i almost feel like they're worse because they should know better yeah and we've seen it in our own community too of adults like just getting mad and like you know not everyone likes us and and it sucks and it sucks when people put mean stuff about us on the internet. It really does. And I think it's a natural reaction to want to defend yourself. Absolutely. Like I I could never fault anyone for that because I definitely feel that way too. But why, why do we have to even make someone feel that way? Right. You know, like it's, it's, it's just interesting, right? They're sharing your opinions politically and having an opinion and then there's attacking people. And those are two very different things. Um, I
1: completely agree.
0: Right. So anyway, um, there's a thesis I found, interestingly enough, hmm. of social horror and social media, the threat and emergence of technology in Unfriended and Sick House. Have you heard of Sick House?
1: No, I was. That one just kind of caught my attention.
0: We'll have to take a look at uh, what sickhouse is. But this was by uh, Jessica Hamrick, senior thesis, and it was submitted to the Department of English at Vanderblitz University for her honors so that's kind of cool so I was able to find it online so she decided to get into a discussion on how unfriended explores the world of privacy and how social media has allowed us to share information more readily and without forgiveness 100 percent true anything can we we do can be posted shared and commented on this leads to bullying as we just talked about depression loss of employment status loss etc so there are people that have lost their jobs over what they posted online. Yep, yeah, because you
1: are an idiot if you don't think when you go uh, fill out your resume or fill out that application that the employers that are looking to hire you are not looking at your social media presence.
0: And, you know, we can all debate whether that's right or wrong because who you are on social media, I think of me and what I, my videos that I post to me at the club. <laughs> um, you know, but at the same time, I don't. I don't go on and be like, my work sucks, my job sucks, students yeah. are stupid. I'll I give don't you. Like it. I'll give a little bit of behind
1: the scenes because my boss told me like a little bit of what she's did because like she got a ton, a stack of applications that she's been going through, and she's like, "Yeah, you're a fool if you don't think I'm looking at your social media to see how you are as a person." She's like, "I don't care if you're going out and partying and having fun like that, but when you're." Talking about your previous job and smashing people and like talking how bad, like just pretty much putting your old company on blast. She's like, you are not getting hired.
0: Right. You really do have to, and there is such thing as company reviews. You can go on Google and write an anonymous review about a company if you are truly concerned about behaviors at a company and you want people to know that is a possibility. You can make your voice heard that way and still protect yourself uh, because there are bad companies that are out there. There yeah. are, you know, and. So anyway, I think it's, I think that's an interesting point. And it's just, um, it's, you know, social media presence and who I see someone is online and who I think they are in person, I always think it's a little bit of both. I I think there's always an amount of freedom and um, lack of consequences with social media. Yeah. There's because...
1: a, a an nanim- anonymity. A nanimid- a nanimid- a mid- a- God, I can't say the word.
0: No, I know you you can be anonymous, but not be anonymous. Yeah. You can have a face to your name and you can say whatever you want and y- you become very, um, you know, antagonistic. And I feel like that's what we saw a lot last week with the election is that people were just very antagonistic and trying yeah. to, you know, there's, there's such a thing as posting stuff because you want to share information that's relevant and fact checked and, you you know, unless you're on Parlor.
1: Let's not even go there.
0: What dumb site?
1: I read, I read uh, something that said uh, Parlor, a safe space for the new, the new age snowflakes.
0: Well, and it's just funny because Parlor, like they even say, I, I read a little bit about, it and they don't fact check, which is fine. Yeah. They purposely don't fact check, so like you just be reading a bunch of myths and. <laughs> you want to do you know you want to read myths and shit and like i don't know like believe into whatever you want to believe into and you know it's not that i don't think corruption happens and there's some truth to conspiracy theories absolutely I, of course i do but i just feel like sometimes people just feel the need to like say things that because uh, they feel threatened on their own stuff um anyway but let's talk a little bit about this individual's um thesis a little more and, and a little bit of a, a snapshot from what she had to say. Now, two, nearly 200 years subsequently to the publication of Shelley's Gothic Fiction, so referring to Frankenstein, a similar sentiment surrounding the affairs of horror and technology have erupted. However, this sentiment, rather than focusing on the mechanical invention, inventions of like the telegraph or the typewriter, centers on those network and communicative advancements in social media. And if fitting of the Industrial Age of Frankenstein. In 2012, Um writer Mark Benoff for BBC went as far to call today's social revolution, basically the new industrial revolution that brought to the birth of Frankenstein is what we're seeing now when it comes to technology. Makes sense. Yeah, do so you agree with that? Yeah. Cool. Um, newly minted websites like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat are promoted within the internet to innovate the ways in which we interact with each other on a daily basis. According to the same piece, it is in fact due to this very development of social media and that the world is changing at a speed we could never imagine before. Absolutely. In this sense, our ability to access information, relay messages, connect with one another is rapidly increasing and constantly reshaping the continued introduction of the new network platforms, maintaining the notion that the instance of narrative horror serves as investigations into description of accepted understandings of life and culture. This drastic co- technological deviation in how we develop a community is ripe for horror- horrific horrific interpretations it's like they knew about the horror community <laughs> 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 it's like the complete definition right? undoubtedly the horror genre has responded and we absolutely have we have yeah. taken what is the new and the minted and i remember when facebook and myspace and all that stuff came out and icq uh-huh. Uh-oh. and you would like message people online did you ever have icq i don't i don't even know editor? what that is Wow, you were not cool. Well, I was like, I
1: had uh, we had what the hell was it uh, fuck, what was the name of the? We'd always get a free disc of it in the mail, and it was Star AOL Messenger.
0: AOL. AOL okay, so we used ICQ up here. Um, I remember. Did you ever go to chat rooms?
1: Uh, yeah, I used to be in chat rooms all the time. I was probably too young and immature
0: to even bother with chat rooms because I go on there and just be a complete jackass. So I'm going to tell you a story that I only told my close friends in high school. So we used to have a computer lab, right, back in the day. And we used to have, like, you could go on and go to chat rooms during your spares. So spares, so Christian brought up spares on exploding heads, and no one understood what that meant. A spare was a time period where you didn't have a class, but it wasn't considered lunch. So you just had that hour and 15 minutes off. So really? In the Canadian school system, you could have a lunch and a spare, and the spare was supposed to be used to do schoolwork or, I don't know, um, work out at the gym, I don't, whatever you're going to do during that time frame. Because so if you had your spare and your lunch back-to-back, it wow. was usually close to two and a half hours off you would have.
1: Holy shit. Yeah, we never had anything like that. We would have like 45 minutes, maybe an hour for lunch, and then we'd be back to school. Yeah, no. Like, there was no... <laughs> The only time you had for socializing or break was walking, being classes, going to your locker and chatting before the bell rang for your next
0: class. No, we had set up like actual times and stuff. So that's crazy. And you would only get those in older grades, right? So you wouldn't get a spare until like grade 10, 11, 12 kind of thing. So anyway, I was on my spare period or my spare period, not my period. <laughs> I was on a spare time where I wasn't in class and I'm on this chat room. And I, the guy said he was in Australia. I don't know, maybe it was Tim Davis. Though Tim is considerably <laughs> younger than me, but I don't know. And we had, we did sexting, right? So oh, like, yeah. right? Like, and I was, I forget. I remember at one point, he was like, and I thought it was funny. Like, I wasn't actually aroused by it at all. I just thought it was hilarious. He's like, I got you up against the wall, and I'm kind of like, I don't know, like whatever fucking fantasy he had. And I just remember at the end of it, I guess he must've been jerking off at the time, right? And he was like, oh my God, that was the best I've ever had. You're the best, blah, blah, blah. I love the way you type. Like it was like, like, it was so fucking dumb. But it was, I remember 17 being like, oh man, this is jokes. And that shit's still going on today. Like now though, you get like webcams and you can do like, Mutual masturbation and stuff. And like, there's it's really expanded more from just these chat rooms where you could go in and talk to random people yeah. to real like sexual exploitation, ideally consensual or not. And yeah, it's just really, really interesting that here was this little 17 year old Heather like engaging in the sex chat in the yeah, middle of a did... on like a Wednesday. <laughs>
1: I did that a few times too. Like, uh, was like, it
0: you? Maybe, maybe it was you and me.
1: Yeah, hey, <laughs> See, our roads crossed once That's again.
0: That's right. So you you had some sextet chats too online?
1: Yeah, because I just like you. I thought they were amusing. I never got off on it or anything like that. I just thought I was. Are you just, sure? I'm sure. I wasn't. I'm easily aroused. Not that easily aroused.
0: <laughs> you were like, well, it's just it's interesting, right? And like, it's very. Anyway, like, and I guess you could envision that the person looked like however you wanted them to look like, right? Right. Like you could just make it be whatever you wanted. But I think about where we've come. So that was seven, I was 17. So that would have been what, maybe 2000 and 2000 to now 20 years. That's insane.
1: Yeah, like in, in those 20 years, how much things have changed.
0: Right, like I still sex chat. Nothing's changed there. Now right. I get paid for it.
1: I wish. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, please tell
0: me where this website is. Oh, nah. you wouldn't want chat. You'd want like more stuff than chat. Well, of no course, would, but I mean, you would never just do chat anymore. The dude would be like, what the fuck is this shit? I mean, we're <laughs> we're
1: friends, so I would try to get more, you know,
0: <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, take it, Heather. I'd be like, Scott. <laughs> Come on. smoke show. Because it'd be like some code name. I'd be like. Candy Cane, (laughs) Candy Cane 69, so sweet. I'll give you cavities. So (laughs) we've developed Candy Cane like Christmas because Christmas is coming.
1: Yeah, Christmas is coming.
0: Coming. So (laughs) we've developed a bunch of movies based on this. And it's ironic (laughs) that we're talking about chats because our first movie is based on chat rooms. Yeah. I, yes, I didn't plan is. that at all. I mean, of course I planned that here on Friday Nightmares because <laughs> this is an extremely professional podcast with very, very professional hosts that are very equipped. Yes, so, we uh, know exactly what we're doing. That's right. And I purposely did that segue because I'm so talented. So why don't you lead the way in?
1: All right. So the first movie we are going to talk about is... The 2013's The Den, apparently released in some countries as Hacked, which, yep, by the way the movie is, makes absolute sense. Uh, But it is considered an American slasher film by Zachary Donahue and is his feature film directorial debut. The film was first released in Russia on December 23, 2013, and was given a simultaneous limited theatrical and VOD release on March 14, 2014 through IFC Midnight stars melanie papala as a young woman who discovers a murder via webcam and the film is shot as computer screens um the movie begins with elizabeth logging into a webcam-based social media site known as the den or in the real world known as chat roulette is that what it was yep chat roulette is kind of like what the whole thing here is going on where it's like okay. just randomly pick somebody and they go Okay, there's a dick. All right, move on. Oh, there's another dick. All right. I'd be move like, on. Mm, there's a
0: dick. Stay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, hello.
0: <laughs>
1: how hard are you? Oh my god. I would god. be offended
0: if some dude showed me his dick. I'd be like, show me more, fucking bitch. Let's see what you got. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah. Oh Yeah, you'd be
1: you'd be making them about you'd be taking them oh, further. Yeah. Back. Come
0: on. I'd <laughs> be like, That's it. Let's see what you can do with it. <laughs> They'd be probably like who's this? It's right. crazy. Like, damn, this is working. <laughs> this chick is crazy. Anyway.
1: But yes, yeah, so this it follows a social media site known as the Den, which allows users to chat with random strangers across the world, similar to Chat Roulette. Uh for her graduate project in sociology, she proposes to she proposes the idea to chat with as many strangers as possible and calculate how many meaningful conversations she can accumulate from around the world. Um,
0: Bang, bam, bam, bam. What are you thinking on this one, Scotty?
1: This was a really good horror film and I feel really hits that social media chat roulette style because you see her going through, like, because it is literally just you're filming someone's computer screen the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you were seeing her going through and just like I was saying, like random dick shots, she will find, like, she'll click on somebody and it'll be some weird dude that all of a sudden is just like jerking off on the screen looking at her and she'll go all right skip that one and she'll go and she'll find someone that's actually talking to her and they'll have a chat and then she'll move on to another one and could be like a weird prank could be just another normal person could be another yep. naked dude it's literally a russian roulette with chat group you just could be pretty. someone
0: randomly with cats staring yep could be someone watching a tv show and having them just sitting there watching the TV show and having the dent, like having the chat room open.
1: Yep. Like it's just whatever could you could find. Yeah. And it's, uh, it was kind of like, it's a place for dangerous shit to happen. Cause yeah. as this movie shows, she stumbles across the video or well stumbles across this profile of a young woman, but it's just a picture and the person's only typing and not actually talking through a microphone,
2: mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. right
1: there it's like, Alright, that's kind of creepy. Uh, And then she notices that the same profile keeps popping back up in this random roulette with her. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. starts sending more weird messages. And then at one point, it all of a sudden cuts to a video of a woman being murdered right in front of her. Like, throat Mm -hmm. being sliced right on the screen. And they don't hold back. This is like a very mean-spirited type of, like, forcing you to watch the stuff on the screen. And Then stuff happens where all of a sudden she's getting hacked after that when she starts telling authorities and it just gets worse and worse.
0: Well, and the stalking slowly gears up and it kind of shows how obsessed she is with it, too. Like her boyfriend, she calls him at work. He's like, when are you going to come over? When are we going to get together? And she keeps pushing him away and pushing him away. And yep her friend will only come over and she has to be ha- constantly working on it, which is pretty similar to grad students. Like this is actually pretty accurate to what a graduate student would be like is putting their work first. I kept thinking her boyfriend was going to cheat on her. Yeah. Like I kept thinking she was somehow going to watch a video of him banging some other chick. Like that's what I was waiting for. Um, but when he comes and surprises her and gives her oral sex and then it's recorded.
1: Yeah. The camera turns on and starts recording.
0: And sends it to her graduate prof- professor. Like how fucked up is that? Yeah.
1: Like, yeah cause it's, and it's being sent to her professor through her own email. So it's like she purposely sent it to her professor. Right.
0: And I feel like in 2013, this did a really good job on playing on the insecurities of what we share online.
1: Yes. It hit the fears too.
0: Right. what it, could happen. And if you look at her screen, it showed her background. It showed her house, which was a one floor house. Everything was kind of on one floor. Um, I guess it was like a bungalow of some type. And Mm -hmm. it was very interestingly filmed always from the laptop or somebody's social media view. So whether it was a phone, whether it was a laptop. You were constantly seeing it from some kind of electronic device. Yeah, there
1: was no, yeah, sorry. Uh, There was no third person camera view. Yeah, there
0: was was none of that. Um, I thought they did a good job of her character development. Like the thing about found footage is you really do need to build a character that you can be behind, that you can see what they're seeing and and live it so even though we're seeing what she's seeing we're also seeing her reaction at the same time so it was a very interesting way that it was filmed
1: yep I completely agree like I thought this film did a really good job of covering the social media aspect of this and being part of this found footage this part of this different style of found footage genre it's it plays on the fears of the technology it plays on the danger like once again the fears of technology and the like the superstitious fears of talking to strangers online and mm-hmm. sharing too much information.
0: And, and the video part of it, right? We're moving yes. beyond the typing part and I feel like this is one of the first horror movies that really exploited that. The whole video chatting software. I don't know when Skype started to pick off, but obviously Skype was probably around. And the whole idea of being able to communicate and connect with somebody online through your, through your computer screen and then be able to see you and acknowledge where you are was, is very interesting. Like I find that fascinating that they chose that and they chose the relationship building that she engages and basically the study of human behaviors online. And, it, and I'm not sure if you remember like the two uh, South Asian gentlemen that were trying to convince her to like to masturbate
1: yeah, because they didn't understand uh, a woman's body, and he wanted to like you know, yes. the guy was getting ready to get married or whatever, and wanted to make sure he was. Pleased Which with the, the she didn't way. believe.
0: Who knows if he was telling the truth or not? But, I don't. Well, and then think he was.
1: And then they also did the play on the Nigerian prince thing. That, yes, the emails with the guy that come out. And she's like, "Does this work?" And he's like, "All the time."
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Like it was, and then she meets that one woman who she has a nice conversation with um then she connects with someone that was a friend of her boyfriend's was on his friend list and calls him, and the guy's like i haven't spoken to him since. oh yeah which is a really interesting play on how we do add people on i noticed that when i got into podcasting i started i still get friends requests all the time a lot from men um because I'm a female and they want to talk to me um not that I think I'm anything special that's just why um but yeah like it kind of kind of showed how like we don't really know who's on our friend list and the guy's like I have no fucking idea where he is I haven't talked to him in years right like Like, you just
1: add like like in social media world you like for especially like the older people that you're friends with it's like you're adding them because of who they were in the past like yeah I remember you from school I'll add you
0: And I think there's something to be said about packing your numbers, right. Or padding Mm -hmm. your numbers on social media. Like, There used to be a thing where people would compare how many friends they had or how many followers they have, which we get more into with YouTube and other stuff like that. So I feel like this movie was just capitalizing on that, that you can have people as friends on your page, but don't really know who they are. They don't know who you are. Like, I thought it did a really good job of touching on that whole basis of what we see developing now of social media. And besides the fact that the end was very suspenseful, very scary. um, She wakes up in that fucking room in like a warehouse fucking hole and it's disgusting.
1: Yeah, and like the fact that she's like forced to watch one of her friends uh, like um in another room being killed on repeat yep. and like forced to see her boyfriend all tied up and beat yep. up and then like this movie hits a very dark note cuz like she goes to escape. Yeah. And you think she's going to make it and she doesn't and they bring her back and then it pans and it cuts over to the english woman that she was talking to and having a cordial conversation with earlier in the movie like through the chat roulette and she stumbles across all of a sudden the main girl's profile picture with no video and then all of a sudden the video plays of her being killed in front of her
0: exactly right
1: and it just kind of went full circle and it was just it's a very dark, but also kind of like a like uh, warning of, like, be careful what you do.
0: Well, and the part that really I was shocked that they went to is with the pregnant sister. Yeah. Like, I was surprised of how far they took that. Like, when her boyfriend gets kidnapped, that was shocking. Because she turns away for a second and it happens, right? Right. And But with her sister, like, it's intense. Like, I found that scene really, really hard to watch. Like, it really ramped up to the point where we get to that that final I guess act or final part of the third act and then of course cutting to you know going back to this new woman that's being stalked by whoever this is group of people obviously it's obviously not one person there's people that go in and do this and and yeah like I and the idea that it's a snuff film website and that you know you can go in and you can watch it and you can see people being actually killed and you see the dad at the end who's watching it. and you have to put in your credit card information for more
1: yep because i was gonna say like because you will have people out there like that some believe that it's real and uh are paying for it because that's just type of disturbed individual they are yep or there's people out there that are going oh this isn't real but still curious to watch
0: well and we like to watch yet again because it's safe you know it has nothing to do with us we're separated and we talked about in social media before that's why the bullying occurs right because you have that separation of person i'm not watching someone i actually know how do i know this is a real person i've never met them before i had no conversation with them you know you you have a sense of being anonymous and and no guilt associated or whatnot with it right when you're when you're watching it so exactly exactly yeah, it's a good. I feel like this was a really great um, birthing of the social media genre. Like I was like to use as sound footage. I really think that this did it right. Um, I recommend watching it. I know we've spoiled a lot of it, but it's a really good film.
1: Yeah, like well, I mean, our show we do spoil the films, and like we're only spoiling it because of just like of what it talked about.
0: Yeah, and I think even if like reviewing this, it's worth a second watch if you've seen it one time. Like, it's it's definitely a movie that you can watch over and over again. Like, it's a really really solid film. Um, but yeah, and then I feel like this film led the way for other films, very popular American film coming up. And I'll let you take it away.
1: All right, so the next film that we are going to talk about is Unfriended from 2014, which is an American video meeting footage. Supernat that's a kind of a weird title. Supernatural. Well, I think horror it's supposed
0: film. to be a Skype, but they yeah. can't say it. It's it's technically on Skype, right? Well,
1: I mean, they even use the music for Skype when they call yeah, people. Right, which is, so but it's uh and directed it is directed and produced by Lavon Gabriels and written by Nelson Greaves. The film is presented as a computer screen film being told almost entirely through a screencast of a MacBook. The film stars Shelley Hennig, Moses Storm, Renee Olsted, Will Peltz. Jacob Wasowski, Courtney Everson, and as high school students in a Skype conversation that is haunted by a student, played by Heather Sossaman, who was bullied and committed suicide. Uh, high school student Laura Barnes commits suicide by gunshot after an anonymous user uploads a video of her passing out and defecating at an unsupervised party, and the video goes viral. One year later, her former childhood best friend Blair Lilly is chatting with her boyfriend Mitch Rousel on Skype during which they agree to lose their virginities to each other on prom night. Soon after, they are joined by their friends and classmates Jess Felton, Ken Smith, and Adam Sewell, and an unbeknownst user known as Billy227.
0: And then the movie takes off from there. Um, Initial thoughts, Scott?
1: Uh, I, once again, think this was a good representation of the technology and using it for horror. Mm -hmm. um, Because Yep, this is around the time that Skype was probably becoming quite popular. Yep. And people were starting to use it just to chat with their friends and have a good time, like, hanging out. I'm sure the younger generation than me was using it a lot more than I was because I didn't start using it for shit till probably about two or three years ago, honestly. Um,
0: so you started podcasting?
1: Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly when I started using it.
0: Yeah. I think that's 100% accurate. I think most people... Like we're, you know, 37, 39, right? So people in our generation, we are that little bit of a gap, right? Where we may not have used Skype as much.
1: Yep. Like in hell, there's probably people out there our age that still don't use Skype.
0: Oh, yeah. I have friends that don't use Skype ever.
1: Yep. Like we use it just because like I, well, at least I can say I use it because of podcasting. Oh, same with me. Yeah. I didn't know if you used it for your job before Zoom or whatnot.
0: Um, No, not really. I, I've always had a Zoom account. I've been using Zoom for a long time now. So. Okay.
1: And once again, that's another new technology to me because I yeah. didn't know about that until we started recording. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, I thought this was a really good, creepy horror film. Um, The way that the person just pops up and is just like your typical blank Facebook profile picture of just like the mm-hmm. silhouette of a person that is not responding, but only responding through, once again, text messaging. Yep. And basically playing a game of truth or dare with them
0: and And the acting in that scenes like the characters getting as worked up as they do yeah it's really fucking good
1: yeah because at first they're just going oh this is kind of somebody's fucking with us all right let's leave the chat and come back oh he's there again what the hell and then like the stuff gets more and more realistic as they start like the guy starts sharing stuff with them that he's found of them.
0: Well, and it's their reaction. Yeah. It's their reaction to, so I wanted to start off at the beginning. You see this chick talking to her boyfriend, um, talking about prom night him talking about coming over there, like very typical teenage stuff. Like I really believe they were teenagers. Like I totally yeah. believe that they were high school seniors and you know, she kind of gets being a little sexy with him and, Clothes and shit, and then the friends crash the party, and they're like, "Oh, you're hard on." Like it's it's shit. Other dudes would say to other dudes, right? Right. And when they play that game of truth and dare, and they start bringing up stuff from the past, like, "Never have I ever defaced Laura Barnes' grave. Never have I ever slept with someone, lost my virginity." And the uh, Mitch finds out that um, what's her name, Blair, slept with Adam yep the acting there like you would have thought it actually happened yeah their reactions were fucking right on like because that would mean everything like your girlfriend fucked your best friend before you guys got together has led you on to believe that she's a virgin not yep and then there's a video you have to watch of them fucking like that is that is Fucked up for someone in their forties to be upset about, let alone some seventeen-year-olds with their hormones running crazy, and their reactions are legit.
1: Yeah, like, and they're
0: legit. That's what would happen.
1: I completely agree, and like, uh, and you can see them struggling with it because, like, when this antagonist is basically doing this game with them, they're only allowed a certain amount of time to tell the truth, and if they don't tell it's the like truth, ten
0: or seconds or twenty seconds, something like that
1: yeah and like you see the tick the timer counting down and everything and you can see them stressing out like trying to deny trying to deny trying to deny and then like right before either not saying anything and something bad happens to them or ended up just finally spilling the beans
0: and it's it's and it's
1: always devastating, whatever it's they know. It's always
0: devastating. And even when they bring in that girl at first who's, like, really fucking pissy and like, why would you share this? I'll, you know, why don't you try apologizing to me first? Like, that dialogue was fucking right on. Like, I can't get past the dialogue of this movie and how well they develop these teenage characters. Because an yeah. adult may find that dialogue annoying, but that is how young people talk. Like right. you're still learning how to communicate with each other and you're still learning how to present your points and you're still fired up with your hormones and everything that matters at that time, which is high school status and what people think of you. And to find out that your friends have all done these shitty things and then they see their friend kill herself by drinking the bleach and or whatever she does and then she falls on the ground, the cops come in, the paramedics.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then that's and they really set up why they can't get off the call what I really appreciated about this movie is they showed several times why they couldn't just hang up yeah that there were dire consequences if they did and I really like that Ken character that tried to like hack it and thought he did and then the hand in the blender part's a little cheese cheese but he kind of referred to the blender earlier so you kind of got where that came in right Um, but yeah, I just really I don't know. I I really feel like what made this movie was the dialogue between these young well, people. Well, I mean,
1: honestly, like that's what this movie really is. Like you have your kills, yeah. but it's you're seeing four or five faces on the screen and you're just watching people have conversations. That's and I will what it is. say
0: it they did it better than host 2020. Host 2020 was good and I enjoyed it. But I think Christian All Exploding has said, and I agree with him, I think the character development in Unfriended and the acting by those characters, I believe them more.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, plus, know. like, the plot with the uh, un- uh, host is a bit... Eh.
0: Well, seance and stuff. And we were going to cover it, but we we didn't. We're going to save it for another one. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Unfriended, it just... And even as they're, you know, each... The only thing about Unfriended that I don't get is that these are a bunch of 17-year-olds. All their parents are out on a work... Like, this is a weekday night. All their parents are out and yeah, not home? Yeah, that's a good
1: point. Very good point.
0: Like, that was the only thing that I could buy maybe one or two of them. I wish they had said something like, my parents are out of town for the night. Or, or even, you could
1: hear them down... Or you hear the parents downstairs. Or something happens
0: cope. to the parents downstairs. Like, they try to get into the room and then they get killed.
1: Yeah, like, there could have been right? something.
0: That is my only real criticism is that I have a hard time buying that a bunch of 17 year olds are all home by themselves, like at to 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, because some real shit starts going down in these kids houses and, yeah. and shit. And like,
1: yeah, that's but, like the only that's the kind of part where you has got to like, uh. Suspend Suspend. disbelief.
0: Yeah, right? Like, it's the only... And really, if that's a complaint, it's a small complaint. Because really, I think when they were writing this movie, they probably thought, we're going to get people so connected with the dialogue and the characters that um, we're not going to have to worry about questioning of that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, they got rid of Ken and that other girl right off the bat because neither one of them really did anything malicious. Like, Ken didn't really do anything it was it was the one chick that rotted out the other ones or the one guy at mitch rats out adam for selling pot because you yep. don't want to get caught and then it goes through slowly and the death scenes are pretty dramatic like they're pretty well filmed and then when it gets down to blair and you see that video of how she was the one that posted the video of laura yeah. shitting her pants because she was so drunk
1: yep and she thought it was funny to do
0: Right, and, and it was
1: basically, once again, don't do be an online bully.
0: Absolutely. And I think about all, honestly, I remember watching Unfriended and thinking, man, I'm really glad in like 2000, this wasn't a thing because right. I didn't ever shit my pants at a party, but I definitely did some stupid shit at 17. Oh, 18, all of us did. 19. Like, I can't remember. <laughs> I, uh hooked up with my boyfriend when i was i don't know 16 or 17 at a party on a couch and we ended up i don't know how we ended up sleeping on the same couch that night like the shit you do when you're 17 and um this dude was in the other room like in our the room with us on the other side of the room and watched us right like and in the morning i woke up and he was there and I was like, how long have you been there for? He's like, all night. I'm like, okay, like that's fucked up. Um, you know, and, and this is what alcohol and shit does when you're that age. Like, mm-hmm. I can remember going to these parties and getting fucking shit faced and running around. I remember one time I slept under a coffee table and like <laughs> stupid, stupid, dumbass shit. And I just thank God that none of that is posted, you know? Or I remember right. one time. I made a video because my one of my boyfriends broke up with me and me crying that I was going to get to yeah. him. Yeah. Thank fucking god I didn't. That shit would have like if this was now. Oh my god, that would have been posted.
1: Yeah, you would have shared that. I look,
0: yeah. Right, it would have been shared within days or minutes. So, you know, I think they did a really good job of. People that are young, not being fully developed and not being able to think about the consequences, all you're thinking about is where you're at in high school. It shows why Lauren would like really everyone was eventually going to forget about her shitting her pants. She would have gone on to college, university, whatever work world. Yeah, but
1: it would have just been, uh, traumatizing thing for you to go through in high school because people there would not let you forget it
0: no people would be horrible to you but you don't see beyond high school and that's the biggest thing with bullying and i feel like unfriended a is a great fucking movie with some great fucking kills like the guy with the gun adam with the gun yep right he shoots himself um shoots himself
1: yeah because he i think he shoots himself without like instead of answering the question
0: yes And it's just so fucked. Like, it's just, and then with Blair at the end, you just see her scream, Mm -hmm. right? And like you, so you don't really know and it just lets your imagination take over what happened. Yeah, it's just really, sorry, I've talked a lot about this, but I just feel like it's just really smart and it just really played a lot on, you know, high school behavior.
1: Oh, I completely agree. And uh, one thing I wanted to add to this too is this is one of those movies, I wish I would have done it. I'm had. i going to whenever I decide to rewatch this. But uh, this should be watched on a computer screen. Yeah, but I watched it on my laptop. I bet it had much more of an effect because it probably felt more realistic.
0: Um, not honestly, no. Um, but for some people, it may. It it. I just thought it was. I, I was so caught up with the characters that that would have made it for me either way. Okay. Yeah, because I
1: could see like. This is one of those type of movies that I can see not connecting with a lot of people because you do Mm. get to, you do watch a lot of what I'm seeing on the screen right now, which is just looking at words as people are typing and searching stuff. But then you do get these intriguing stories and the stuff that they're searching adds to the story and brings in more, which is going to lead us into our next movie.
0: But I think one of the reasons why people don't like Unfriended is because they don't like the teenagers i think I if feel i feel like if teenagers annoy you you will not like that film
2: yeah
1: that's I, personally I what i
0: think anyway but yeah we can move into our next movie for sure yep
1: yeah, because that cause it kind of ties in with this film like Absolutely. with the reading of text yep uh so the next film is one that you've probably heard heather and i both talk about highly very early in the year and that is live scream from 2018 uh I guess it's 2020, like we counted it as 2020 because it had that wide theatrical release, but it was kind of like a film festival release in 2018. Yep. But it's a social media video game found footage horror film pretty much using Twitch. For anybody that's a gamer um, or a fan of watching playthroughs and Let's Plays, you are pretty much watching a person playing a video game and also seeing a chat where you can chat with other people that are watching and chat to the person that's actually playing the video game. Um, but the synopsis is: Every day, over 200 loving fans watch Scott Atkinson play horror games online. After a lifetime of failures and false starts, streaming games is the only thing he is good at. It's the thing he loves the most until it becomes a nightmare. Enter Live Scream, a mysterious horror game sent to him by an anonymous fan. At first, he thinks the game is a low-quality indie title, but when, he, when his followers start dying one by one, he soon realizes the game is far more sinister. And, well, we've gushed about this film before, but fuck. This movie
0: is literally... But now we can spoil the shit out of this film. Yeah. So if you have not watched live scream and you don't want to have it ruined for you, skip over this. If not, we're going to talk about our love for this film.
1: Agreed. Um, the one thing I will say is there is a bit of it that I do not remember because I haven't watched it since January or February and didn't get, didn't get a chance to re-watch it for this episode. But this movie left a very big impression on me. For one, it is a film with just one actor. No one else is on screen. You literally see him in a box like in the corner of the screen then you see another box with the video game that he's playing and then you see another box with his chat group of his followers um and this is literally what you'd see when you're watching someone play twitch like or play video games on twitch like because i've actually live streamed a few times for pop horror when we were starting our video game stuff there and granted i did not have nearly as many followers as this guy did i think i had maybe like a whole whopping 10 and they were all my close friends that were supporting me but it's still like you yeah, you see that roll of text coming up as people are chatting with you as you're chatting back with them like through audio and that's exactly what this movie is all the way through and the actor i he is just incredible gunner willis gunner willis thank you he is just phenomenal phenomenal on how he portrays everything that is going on um i have rare i have never felt so emotionally invested in characters that are not even on the screen Mm -hmm. when it's just streaming a stream of text and like the way they build these characters through these text messages like I think you and I both had a tear in our eyes during one particular scene.
0: Yep, and we can talk about Clyde when we get there.
1: Yeah, but yeah, yeah and it's like, and it shows this video game, like multiple video games, because like, it's like each level is something different. It
0: reminded me of a really shitty version of Zelda.
1: It kind of reminded, like, yeah, because each one was like a different or Doom. style. Yeah, I'll or say Doom. It. There was a couple of uh, parts in the video game that reminded me of like an indie version of Doom
0: and what's really great about it is you see him setting up and uh he has a, a min person named Clyde who is like he's coming and he's like why is he not here yet he's like don't worry you'll be here and I guess he was a couple minutes late because of technical things he talks about that at the beginning Welcomes sends everyone to his channel and he gets into playing and he's making jokes and he's talking about the indie game and he's like oh where are we going now oh man like this is crazy. Oh man, guys, I can't believe I died there. Like, and he's doing stupid shit and just looking at the camera and having these reactions, like, all right, well, maybe I'll just try this. What? Like, and it's yeah. and it's fun and fun at first. And then he notices that users start disappearing. And the first time a user disappears, it's suddenly the user's like, Oh shit, there's something in my room. Oh my God, gone. Yep. And then he starts asking for another user. Does anyone know who that guy is? Can someone check on him? Because the game keeps – it keeps taunting him and saying, like, you lose this, someone else is going to die. Um, and, it, and it basically creeps up to the point where he starts off, like, he has 200 users and it drops off. People leave. Because I don't know if you remember, they go to a part where there's, like, everyone can see each, other, each other's face. Yep. And the killer comes in – something comes in and kills one of the people. Yeah. Right?
1: Yep, and you have like, and amongst all of these, you have your uh, troll that appears. Oh, your starts. troll! Yes, I forget. Which I think it might have even be been lucky.
0: Like, yeah,
1: he like was just like antagonizing the main character. Oh man, he's a dick, and he's just being a complete asshole in the chat to everybody else, and doesn't believe what's going on. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, "Ha, something's in my room." You guys are fucking stupid. And all of a sudden, he's just like silence he's gone.
0: Well, and I think leading up to that though, you got to think about how he and I know you haven't seen it, you don't remember it, but I remember a lot of it cuz it really stuck with me cuz I rewatched it a second time when I rented it that night cuz I liked yeah. it so much. Is when it first drops down. So he has the 200 users, people drop down and it just drops down to 10 people stay on. And he's like, "You don't have to stay on, guys, and these are his followers." They're like, "No, we're with you." We're going to stay on with you. You know, we're, we're here to support you. It actually shows the relationship building that he's done and D lucky stays on because like, no, I'm not going anywhere. I want to see you fucking fail. Like mm-hmm. you're a loser, blah, 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 blah. And this Clyde guy is his admin person. And they're like, you know, it's okay. We got this, let's do this. And eventually he does manage to pass several levels. He, it does let those other seven people go. He has to choose two people. So Clyde volunteers and then the D-Lucky's guys like I dare I dare you. I dare you to keep me on. So he does. He chooses those two. And Clyde is right with him up to the end. You're like D-Lucky is just a complete fucking ass and he loses one level and he gets killed and he kills him. Yeah. And the game kills him. And yeah, him, I Clyde, forgot about
1: the oh sorry, I forgot about the parts where he's actually having to pick the people to come with yeah,
0: him. Yeah. He picks those two and Clyde volunteers and so does is D-Lucky. He like, he's like come on dare me i dare you you won't fucking pick me i dare you yeah. you won't right and he dies and gunner willis's reaction throughout this entire thing is what sells this film
1: yes because like you just see him getting like just more distraught and progressively sad as he's knowing what's and scared. Happening. I'm scared and scared yeah.
0: and scared right and he can't play the game you stop the game everyone dies um and he's already seen that people have died they showed it on the screen yeah. um Now, the only thing you got to wonder is these people that went off would they have had the technology to call the police or local authorities and maybe alert of what was going on? Because there were people that were able to exit, or maybe they didn't think it was real, maybe they thought it was a stunt by uh Scott to get more ratings, right?
1: Right, because uh, and like uh, the one part that like that it really is emotional is when you just when it just ends up being him and Clyde and yeah, talking. To Clyde, and all you're getting is the text messages back from Clyde about how you find out he's like a forty year old man that's just been lonely, and that like yeah. him play, uh watching Scott play these video games is what is like his yeah. highlight and brought gave him, him a purpose. Yes, you
0: know he's like all I do is work, and this is the other thing I do. You know I'm really old. I and and that's just before he's about to take on a really difficult level. So he's going through these levels and trying to beat it, um, and he manages to pull it off, but then he does. And Clyde's like, oh, man, I'm glad you did that. I didn't want to die and et cetera, et cetera. And then during the next level, it's obviously very challenging. Like you're watching this thinking like when you play video games and like it goes up from one step to the next and it gets harder and harder and harder. And the next and you're watching him play and you're invested. You're like, holy fuck, I hope he wins. Right. And he loses and Clyde gets killed.
1: And he shows
0: Clyde's picture on the screen. Yeah. And and Scott says, you'll regret showing me his face to the game or to the screen, right? And his face when he delivers that line is haunting.
1: It's haunting and just has such an impact.
0: And for one person, for one character, to pull that off in a movie is fucking phenomenal. And this, this movie will not be for everyone, okay? You may watch this movie and you may not like it. But the fact that it was written so well that the text was able to bring emotion out from the audience and that Gunnar Willis, Scott's character, was able to engage with that text, was able to treat it like it was another actor and reacting to it. And that line, you know, I saw this movie in January and I can still remember him looking at the screen and saying, you'll regret showing me his face. Yep. And... You see that look of determination that he's going to beat this game. And of course, he does. And at one point, he had to kill another character. Now, we've established that if you die in the game, you die in real life. Mm-hmm. And he killed this character because he had to. He tried to avoid killing this character, yep. actually. The other
1: guy kept mom. trying.
0: He tried to run away from him. He tried to avoid it and eventually he had to kill him. So the live stream goes, You the game is like, you need to see or we're going to show you who you killed. And it was a little kid.
2: It was mm-hmm. a child,
0: right? So you see the child playing. You see the child die. And then you see the child have a look of fear on his face. And the camera fades out. And it flashes yeah. back to Scott. And Scott is now destroyed. Yep. So we beat the game. But it has completely destroyed his life. And then there's videos of him afterwards saying, "Don't play this game. It's not. It's not a game. It's reality." And then people are sharing it, going, "Oh man, this guy's talking about how this game's real. Like it was just so fucking smart."
1: Yeah, it played on the technology of the time, of the streams, and mm-hmm. like that. And the yeah, this is. I, I'm going to be rewatching this before the end of the year because this will probably be high on my list because it's still that much of an impact on me like this film for just a one-man show with text mm-hmm. messaging
0: and it costs six thousand dollars to make
1: yeah so please if you have not seen this go rent this movie
0: and to give you an idea i did refer this to another podcaster uh brandon orlick i don't think i've even told scott i've been telling him he needs to watch it he said well you and scott have praised it and uh, I'm like, I'm really not sure if you're going to like it or not. I really hope you do. So he messaged me and he goes, I didn't like it. And I'm like, really? He's like, I loved it. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's not just Scott and I that have enjoyed this film. There's other people that have. So please check it Mark, out.
1: Mark Nato is another Mark one. Mark Nato is another one that's the one that recommended it to us.
0: It's true. You're right. I forgot about that. And it's the acting by Gunnar Willisman. Like, this guy fucking owns this movie. He does. His reactions are so legit. You honestly feel like you're just watching a dude play video games that got put into this situation that is now. And, and there's one point where they, like the video game talks about, like, tell us about you. Who are you? And he talks about how he's a loser and he's never really done anything and this is all he has. And he's like, is that what you wanted to know, game? And the game's like, yes. Like, the game yeah. really gets in his head. And it's just so Fucking well done. Like, please, please, please check out this film. It reflects social media so well and emotion well.
1: Yeah, and as far as we could tell, I think this was Gunnar Willis's only film that he did too, like his first time acting, wasn't it?
0: Um, I can check out his, I have him right here. No, he's been in uh, Body Swap. He's been in A Nun's Curse. He's been in a lot of Dollface face. Oh, okay, um, so he's
1: been in some low budget horror,
0: very, very low budget horror. So, this is probably I follow him on Instagram as well, um, because I like him so much. Um,
1: yeah, because yeah. I know like when we watched this together, like you and I were not talking at no. all. Usually, we're talking back and forth during mm-hmm. the whole movie, yeah, and we were just dead silent. And we would because we were that's back when we'd always stay on camera and you and I would just look at each other and just kind of like stunned disbelief at something that's happening on the screen. And then we would just go back without saying a word.
0: Yeah. It was, it pulled the emotion from you that you didn't even realize you had it's, it's, you know, and somebody may watch this movie and go, it's a piece of shit. I don't like it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so far I've showed it to people of different you know, Scott and I w- both liked it. Mark Nato, Brandon Orlick, all of us have slightly different tastes, so we've all enjoyed it. I definitely think it's a good movie to check out.
1: Yeah, and it's very simplistic and like for six thousand dollars, fucking impressive. And like as you're starting to notice, we are hitting different types of social media mm-hmm. for each one of these movies is talking about something different. And like live stream, live stream is the only video game stream style horror film i have seen yeah and it freaking nailed it perfectly and how it is absolutely and speaking of talking about other forms of social media we're going to jump into the next one which is hashtag follow me and it is a british 2019 found footage horror film where three British women from London, consisting of a YouTuber and her two friends, go missing from a motel in California while traveling from LA to San Francisco after posting on social media using the hashtag, hashtag #FollowMe.
0: me. Now, this movie has a lot of conflicting opinions. Um, not a lot of people like this film. And I can see why. Uh, yeah. The main ladies are kind of annoying, but they're supposed to be annoying. They're they very... Are- they're very vacant. <laughs> yeah, very vacant.
1: Over the top party girls. Yes. Um, yes. And also the YouTube social media personality that's always at a hundred.
0: Yes. Um, constantly recording, constantly wanting to be in the limelight. But if we look at found footage of this, uh, the found footage is actually really good. Yeah. It. Her video blog covers everything from them being in the airport, waiting to board the plane to being on the plane, to getting a rental in the car, car, going to their Airbnb, um, hooking up with dudes that they bring back with them, except for the main girl because she is a fiance. Yep. So she doesn't. Um yeah, but like they- she
1: actually goes off while those two are fooling around with their boy toys and she walks off just to like take uh like some a moment of silence and just chat with her followers. Yeah. Like you literally just see her talking to the screen.
0: Talking to the screen. She has a part where like how they meet these dudes are at the Hollywood Hills. They start talking to them and the camera's going kind of up and down. I kind of reminded me of Blair Witch Project, only the camera work was a lot better. Yeah. Um, what, to be honest really with shaky. you. And, you know, you see these girls talking to these dudes and getting associated with them and like the awkwardness of everyone getting to know each other and. Then eventually the girls banging these guys are hungover the next day, their car breaks down on their drive. And you keep wondering when shit's gonna happen. And I think that's probably why people don't like it. It's basically watching someone's vacation for the first, I would say, like hour. And then it really ramps up into the horror when they get to the motel room. And yeah, but um, they
1: uh and actually I think it starts even before the hotel room when they're when they're at the gas station and that guy is like yelling at them. And he's yeah, like and at them that's, and that's, that's pretty
0: easy. close to the that. It's the all, most, like, yeah. Like, it's, you have 45 minutes of fun, good times, at least, before, like, there's little things that happen here or there, little, yeah, like.
1: Uh, She gets a note on her car yeah. while they're all partying that says, uh, watch how you drive or something like that.
0: Yeah, something like that. It's, it's, little things happen. It's when they get to that motel that shit takes a real turn and the girls end up fighting, uh, that finds out that the one girl slept with the other guy's ex boyfriend. Then one um, of them's pregnant. One of them's pregnant. Like it's just it's it kind of goes all crazy. But what I really can appreciate is the fact that as a YouTuber, she the main chick stayed true to her form and continued to record everything. Like you would ac- you would record getting the Airbnb, getting the rental. You would record, you know, meeting up with these dudes. You would record everything that was important that was going on in your life or that you felt was important because that's your job that's what you do and that's what people are advertisers are paying for you to do and and you know you would wear clothes and stuff like that that are brand ambassadors it's hilarious a couple times this summer i got asked to be a brand ambassador oh that's right you did um which i didn't do any of that i don't know maybe i will next year but uh yeah, like it's, it's, you know, you can make a lot of money on YouTube. And I think a lot of people fantasize about getting to that YouTuber rate where you can just do what this chick did, take a trip and make tons of money off. It. And I believe they were going to a conference, like a YouTube yep. conference.
1: Yeah, because she right? was going to meet her fans.
0: And there's even a part where she meets a fan and she has a picture with her and like, yep, and the, just like person. yeah,
1: and you see, she's all excited, like when she recognizes her and stuff like that. And um, yeah. My opinion on this like changed dramatically because I watched this just as a random first time watch a couple months Mm -hmm. back. And I told you I couldn't stand it
0: like I was. Yeah, you didn't like the characters.
1: Yeah, the characters were so annoying that I just hated it. And then I watched a few more movies with social media personality types. And I'm going, oh, maybe I should go back and rewatch this and give it a second chance. Now that I understand that's just these type of characters. And going back, I'm kind of glad I did because I enjoyed this movie more. Yes, still slow with not a lot going on for the horror till the end. But you start picking up on little things like her friend, uh, like when they're out at Hollywood Hills, her friend's like searching the car and she's like, what are you searching for? I can't find my phone. Yeah. That ends up being a theme throughout the rest of the movie and like that I never really thought of the first time. And
0: it's like me every bar night. Where's my phone? I actually lost my phone at the bar once. That doesn't surprise me. Yes. I tried to do this shocked, offended look, but who are we fucking kidding? That was when I just went through my divorce. I was freshly divorced and uh, making even less bad, less good choices. Now I make much more good choices. (laughs) I always have a phone. I take a cab, not an Uber. And we'll get into that. Why? in The next. uh, Yes,
2: we
1: will. By
0: myself. Anyway, I'll take goobers with groups of people, but not alone. Which is Um, wise. Which is, yeah, I think so. But, yeah, I think it's a decent film. Like, I, I get why people don't like it. But if we look at someone that's living the YouTuber life, it represents yep. it well. Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: Like, I thought I covered it very well. Uh, but, yeah, we can move into the next one, which is Spree from 2020. And it is a American Black comedy horror film directed by Eugene colt Yaraneko. or Yarenko, the Gonzo-style satire follows a social media-obsessed ride-hail-driver, Uber, played by Joe Keery. The film also stars Sashir Zamata, David Arquette, Kyle Mooney, and Misha Barton. It was executive produced by Drake. I did not know that. Wow.
0: I know way too many people here last year from this year that I didn't know last year. Who the hell y'all? You know that song, Drake? Nope. Uh, it's because you're not from I- Toronto. I'll say, I
1: just know Drake. I don't know if I actually know any of his songs. Or if I did, I just wouldn't know it until I heard it.
0: You used to call me on my cell phone. No.
1: Nope. No. Doesn't ring a bell.
0: Wow, you are so boring. Stop listening to fucking.
1: Don't even say. (laughs) That's all
0: you listen to. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Did you just say, I hate you?
1: (laughs) No, I said, God damn it.
0: I "I hate you. I'm like, it's valid. No, I, I love you. Yeah,
1: I love you so much that I just continue to annoy you every day.
0: I know every day, literally, guys. <laughs> since November twenty first, you wonder why I drink. i like, oh, sky Scott! What Scott? Talk. Stop talking about horror, Scott.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, we might as well end the podcast now. Then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke, everyone. That Scott and I have. I'm sorry that we. I keep throwing it in. And I really wish you were more excited for Christmas. Anyway, continue. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> free. Uh, so You're going to dress
1: up a pumpkin like a Christmas tree? <laughs> Damn straight I am. You're mm-hmm.
0: going to have a pumpkin star on top. Can you imagine? Mm, pumpkin star. Mm, like pumpkin latte? Yeah. You know, I do like the Christmas drinks from Starbucks, though. Too much peppermint. Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> like now hot chocolate favorite? Sure. Shut but... up. No one cares what you like. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: no. I know no one does.
0: <laughs> no, that's not true. Everyone cares about you. You're super popular. You get memes made about you. you well, that's because I say the stupid shit. No, it's because you're funny. <laughs> you're the brains, the body, and um, oh, you the comedy of the show. <laughs> I'm just a chick that drinks like a slut and goes out to the fucking bars to party <laughs> it up. Spreeze, you know what for hashtag follow me is actually amanda amber and ann and I. I should do a fucking video <laughs> follow me too and it will just be me going out to absence for the night in hamburger and doing tequila shots oh
1: boy <laughs> you wouldn't regret that video at all
0: no i'm sure i would never regret that i'm sure as we talked about <laughs> presence on social media anyway i'll let you finish the synopsis of that. all
1: right so the synopsis is a young man named kurt kunky is obsessed with being a social media star and be- going viral a child he used to babysit Bobby is now an internet star who frequently makes live streams and has high viewer numbers making Kurt jealous. Kurt works as a driver for a rideshare app called spree then uh, fits out his car with cameras and begins a new live stream one day titled the lesson where the inst- instructions where he instructs viewers on how to get famous on social media yeah oh boy this is uh one of those films once again where you got this annoying wannabe youtube star like being over the top crazy obsessed with his numbers obsessed with promoting and what is that creepy smile you're giving
0: i'm just trying to distract you
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm staring right at it, too. And I'm just, like, talking to you. Just, like, staring at you, your creepy smile. And I'm, like, I'm like, you're waiting to say something. <laughs> That's what I, I just thought.
0: Like, it's getting late in the episode. I start to act out. Yes,
1: you do. Anyway, start getting, start having I your I start tantrums.
0: getting antsy. I start being like, oh, man, Scott, I need to go drinking. Why am I taking so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the nachos ain't gonna eat themselves. Oh, I yeah. want nachos now. Uh-huh. uh-huh. No nachos is like,
1: Uh-huh. Um, but anyways. <laughs> uh yeah, so he's like like they like the synopsis says, he sets up the cameras all in his car. And the lesson is basically how to become popular. And his way of becoming popular is by doing the most craziest thing he can think of, which is going on a murder spree, murdering his victims, and live streaming it.
0: And it's pretty fucking funny. Like he does. This guy, man. I just thought he was a one trick pony from Stranger Things. He is not a one trick pony. He is. He's fucking jokes in this movie.
1: Like. Oh, he's funny. Like uh, when he gets. When he picks up uh, the comedian.
0: The white supremacist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Er, Well, yeah, he picks up the white supremacist, but then he picks up the uh, black woman comedian.
0: Oh, yes. And
1: he's like she's doing her, you know, Snapchat talk or whatever. And he's like, all like she pans over to camera and he starts screaming out, subscribe to my YouTube channel, blah, blah, oh blah, blah. blah.
0: My <laughs> like- God. It's too funny, right? Cause he's trying to get these followers. And I think it really, this movie really capitalizes on how people want to be famous, right? They want to be famous online and they want to have that popularity. And it's sheer Samata who plays Jesse Adams Um and I think she's great in this film. And I also appreciate the strong black female lead that she is. Yeah. Um, I think that this movie really gave her a chance to be empowered as a black woman. And to her comedy was delivered very much from her view as a black woman in the car for all women when she talked about the smile thing yes be prettier if you smiled her showing of her connection with her family and then the showdown between her and kirk at the end like this is a really great example of black empowerment in cinema in my opinion as a white person obviously i'm not black maybe someone who's black feels differently i just felt like it was obviously some social justice stuff in there and it was done really well it's not it down, absolutely your, down your throat at all. Like it's just you're cheering for this chick, not just because she's black, but she says some stuff that's really empowering too for women as well.
1: Yeah, she does. Right. Like and she is like a like a character that you absolutely feel for with going through everything that happens in this movie.
0: Well, and she's smart enough to not get into the spree. So spree is a ride share program. So unlike Uber, you can pick up multiple riders. Yeah. Um, And he's poisoning the water, which is really interesting. So he picks up that white supremacist. He's like, yeah, I'm going to this rally and you should be proud that you're white. (laughs) Like fucking kills him so you don't feel bad. And then that really bitchy real estate agent picks up her.
1: Like it shows literally the, uh, because this is in LA. Yes. And it shows that... uh, very snooty self-absorbed type that he's picking up like they get in the car and they like he's trying to communicate with them and they're just completely ignoring him and talking on the phone and like just oh yeah completely rude to him and you don't feel bad for what he like po- for him poisoning these characters no until. and then but and like you were saying it's funny like the way he is like he's like so obsessed but that's where it gets Funny and sad because he's so obsessed with wanting and to be with, popular. Wanting
0: to beat Bobby, wanting to beat this kid that has way more likes than him. And like, there's Misha Barton's name is London. And like, her and the guy who is it? Is it Frankie? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to find out who it is. Lala Kent is Kendra. Like, there's just some characters that they pick up. Like, those that London and like the other people are just so over the top, like yeah. elitist, right? Like, and it's just. And how he kills them, going to the, like, he has them outside the sunroof, drinking the champagne, driving around the um dumpster area. What's it called? Landfill. And yeah. It it's like basically decapitates them. Like, oh, my God. It was just, like, over the fucking top shit, right? And, like, though he doesn't t- get the comedian to take the water when she leaves the car. I always thought that was interesting, right? I thought maybe he was going to spare her.
1: Yeah, because I think what it was is he was thinking, all right, when I'm done doing all this, I want to come back for her and try to pick her up again.
0: I just think he thought that she was that if she died outside, someone would see it. Right. That and too, yeah, like and he then was... he would get caught. Right. So I think it was more that um, I don't think he was coming back to her. I think he only did because he saw her online. That could be too. Like... And, like,
1: and he realized like if he did something with her, her his numbers would skyrocket
0: right so and then like the dj when they go to the club and he's with like his dad david or cat and that chick is like yeah yeah i'll do this for you if you like you know what buy me drinks or something like that and then yeah i'll i'll shout you out as like she's some fucking famous dj like it was just so full of like vacant people and like this like fucking like life that it was so good um
1: though it does get kind of dark like when it gets to that third act
0: it does get really dark. He gets really dark. Um,
1: and it gets kind of feeling bad killing for. Killing Bobby him.
0: is pretty fucked up, right? Like, yeah. even though Bobby was a brat and like he was really fucking mean to Kurt, you know, you didn't really want to see Bobby die, and you see Bobby die pretty violently, like
1: yeah, like and he's video and he and he steals Bobby's phone and like has now all of Bobby's followers. Yeah,
0: because he steals Bobby's account and and has all of Bobby's followers as he's doing all this fucked up shit, and like it's just it's it's really smart. You know, it really truly is. It's a really smart movie as it gets towards the end and a standoff and she basically get, he gets her to kill him and, and films it, yeah. right? So he'll be famous even in death. And it really does talk to our society's need for attention and loneliness um, that can be provided through social media, the <laughs> the idea of ride shares. Um, you know, when I went out on Friday night, even though I was with somebody we still took a cab home. Um, right. We were really drunk, so that was probably the thought. I probably I would take an Uber. Um, the person I was with was more comfortable to, with cabs, so we did a cab. But if I'm by myself, I only do cabs. Um, yeah, because that's
1: a professional. That is. a yeah. Company behind it. It's a lot. And more, it's tracked, right? Yeah. It's vented and uh, they're vetted and already yeah. been background checked.
0: Right. And, um, it's cheaper now, like actually than Uber, I have both apps on my phone and because if I order through the cab app, they take an ad- additional 20% off my fare. Oh, nice. So it ends up being cheaper than an Uber anyway, because Ubers have surge pricing depending on the time of day that you order them and what's going right. on. So it's, you know, I do use Uber eats though. Yep. Same here to deliver my food.
1: <laughs> um, But that's a completely different thing.
0: Yeah, it's food being dropped off, right? But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Spree is like that leap into 2020. Like, I feel like each of these movies kind of built on social media and Spree was like, I'm here, bitches. like, (laughs) welcome to Spree, right? And I just feel like it incorporated YouTube with um, the feeling of isolation, with ride shares. Like, I just feel like it hit up everything really well and it did it well. And he talks about even, sorry, go ahead.
1: Because, like, yeah, it's a movie for the times because, yeah, like the ride shares, the YouTube sensation, the obsession with your YouTube sensations, yeah. the, no- the obsession with the numbers.
0: Yes. It having cameras all. all over the cab. Like that and the reasoning why he does that. Right. Like, yeah, he gives different people, different reasons as to why. And like, it's just really well done. And he's a good little actor, man. Like, I look forward to seeing him in more stuff.
1: Yeah, same here. I don't want him to be stuck being the stereotyped as Steve. From yeah, and and
0: I like Stranger Things, but like Dude is better than Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? You can you can find better stuff.
0: And go Drake. So glad that you threw money into this, Drake. You and your million dollar Canadian bird money. Um, <laughs> you know, it was God's plan. God's plan. I guess you don't know that song either.
1: No, I would probably have to hear it with a beat and then, because like lyrics wise, I probably don't know it.
0: Because you only listen to Blind Guardian. Mm-hmm. What else do you listen to? I hate you. What else do you listen to? Let's
1: see. Dead South, Sonata, Arctica, Ice Cube.
0: You don't listen uh, to Ice Cube, you yes fucking I liar. Do. I do, when too. When was the last time you listened to Ice Cube?
1: Oh, uh, let's see. Last week, I listened to Today Was a Good Day. And oh, then on uh, song. on Tuesday, I listened to uh, <laughs> "Rest <laughs> the President.
0: Oh, yeah? Oh, mm-hmm. well, that makes sense. Because he that's was talking fitting. about Trump. No, that's, that's, that's fitting. But <laughs> even like though Ice apparently Cube?
1: he's a Trump supporter now, so who knows? It's weird.
0: He's a Trump supporter now,
1: or something along those lines. I'm reading that he's like all about like supporting like Trump's policies.
0: Oh, Ice Cube, what happened?
1: Yeah, what happened to fuck the police?
0: Yeah, Ice Cube, shit. Now I'm curious. He's 51. Wow, that movie straight out of Compton, not a horror film, but that's a good movie.
1: I still need to see that. That's actually one that I've been wanting to see, and I just haven't.
0: Yeah, you'd like it a lot. Easy and. Like I yeah. don't know that much about rap. I pretend like I do, but I don't. Um, I know a
1: decent amount at least about Easy E because I used to be a big Easy Easy E fan.
0: You would enjoy Straight Outta Compton. It's good. It's good series. Good movie. But um, yeah, I feel like I can't imagine where we're gonna go from social media after Spree. Like Spree is just a fucking roller coaster. Uh, definitely check them in watching it out. It's a good 2020 film. Definitely will grace some people's top tens, um, top twenties maybe. Watch it.
1: Yep, high high recommend. Ha <laughs> ha. Ha hi
0: because i got high because I, so I got high because
3: oh, so. i got high i gonna clean my room but then i got high.
0: we won't sing the other parts well it gets really graphic it's funny though i don't know i find that song funny though not it's as funny as the song i shared with you um what was it um the, the one of, I don't fuck with you. Remember that one? Oh, yeah.
3: I don't fuck with you.
0: <laughs> we won't go into all the lyrics because they get pretty nasty. But yeah. I always find that song really funny. Um, anyway, so I guess we'll move into our Out of the Dark segment. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. I wasn't sure if you were pausing there. I'm trying to read exactly what I wrote. I, last time I talked to you, I told you to share this dog, the blow-up dog Christmas That I had. So I bought this dog that has a scarf and a hat. And it's really cute. And I think you should get one to add to your Christmas spirit.
1: Nope. It's gotta be a blow up cat. And you gotta stop trying to convince me to get a blow up doll, Heather. I already have one. I know you want a blow up doll for decorations, and that's very weird. (laughs) Most people kind of don't want blow up dolls. It's a dog.
0: I think you just have an unhealthy obsession with my dog, <laughs> like, Mc- and Look you're at a creeper. I'm trying to see. I we talked online about the out of the dark session. I think we were talking about where do we see social media movies going from here? From yeah. Found footage, right? What's missing? There hasn't been much with Instagram yet. I wonder what you could do with the gram.
1: You know, you are right because. That is kind of what I was thinking, like, what could be possibly done? Because, I mean, there's the stories on Instagram. There's yeah. the photos.
0: Like, you could do the typical somebody getting obsessed with someone else on Instagram. I know I've gotten a couple of offers to be a sugar baby <laughs> on Instagram.
1: Well, I got offered to be someone's, uh, what was it, uh, big furry bear? Or sexy yeah, but bear.
0: no one's paid, offered to give you allowances for your service. No,
1: that, that's why I need to do an OnlyFans.
0: I actually had some dude tell me he would pay me an allowance.
1: I, I remember I, you shared that with me,
0: and I remember thinking, like, first of all, this is very flattering, but I'm not—I'm old. I'm not really a sugar baby, I'm more like a sugar toddler. Um, more like you're going to be spending a lot of money on my ass. You're going to be giving mortgage payments, like fucking Kate Spade ain't going to cut it. But like, you know, I, I wonder what you could do. And I'm not I'm not sure if that, you know, trend with Instagram of like, oh, the stalker is overdone. Like, what right. if there was a ghost account of Instagram and you followed it and you saw these horrific things happen on Instagram and then it happened in real life? Yeah. So you see so you, someone get run over by a truck and then you walk outside and one of your friends gets hit by a truck same thing that you saw on Instagram and every time there's a new video you know that whatever happens is going to happen around you yeah so kind of like a following this account
1: almost like a final destination of Instagram yeah that'd be kind of cool because you're and
0: you can't unfollow the account so you try to unfollow it and it won't let you and you're stuck with waiting for every time something posts and being afraid what's going to happen and then you're trying to break the chain and you realize that you know maybe this goes back to not people not being safe with watching, but then when it happens to them wanting to remove and they can't. It's fine when it was happening to somebody else, but now that it's happening to me, I can't handle it. Yeah, that, I like that. That's actually a really good idea. Man, I'm just like, what am I doing here in Waterdown, Ontario, Canada? What
1: what are you doing with my little low life ass? Get yourself out (laughs) there, Get, get yourself out there, get known.
0: Get some movies made, right? But I think that that would be a way to incorporate Instagram um and make it like not the typical stalking thing something else
1: yeah i like that idea um one i had like this feels like it's overplayed to death but just because we always joke about smoke shows only fans since only fans has become such a popular thing now like the possibility of like the creepy stalkers that fall in love with a person from those types of Mm -hmm. videos uh but like I said, that's been overdone a million times. But so. uh, you
0: know what? It hasn't been done. It's always guy on girl. What about girl on girl or guy on guy? Yeah. Like what about a dude that's gay who does or, or straight, whatever, does it only fans. And then some dude gets obsessed.
2: Yeah.
1: Like that could be really interesting. Like to do it that way. Like, um, and then I was also thinking you know about... What? You
0: make it a guy that's married and then he's just doing it for money and now he has this other person stalking him. You know, you do the classic scene where the guy comes home and his partner, whoever it may be, is like, oh, uh, your old friend from college stopped by yep. for dinner, right? Like, and just yeah. do creepy shit like that. That would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see something like that. That yeah, That's a very interesting way of doing it. And um, there's also... Uh, this one i was gonna say but apparently a sick house already kind of took that i looked into sick house that movie that was mentioned above in your information yeah um but i was thinking like create a movie with just snap snapchat and like yeah because there's not been a lot of snapchat but like you could use a lot of the filters and just like add them throughout it like part of that was used a bit in uh come play with the filters
0: yes yes it was
1: but uh yeah, I like like I was thinking. Oh yeah, like maybe someone could make a movie with just like the Snapchat stories, and well, apparently that's exactly what Sick House was was a fake documentary about a horror film, but done in the Snapchat stories.
0: That's really interesting. I yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, there's still definitely more to be done in social media. There's more social <sighs> media apps that are opening all the time.
1: I got um, a great idea now. What? But- the next Purge movie. It's gonna be. Found footage, social media based. Following the lunatics on Parlor, <laughs> <laughs> because you know the Purge has gotten shut down, so now everyone moved to the Parlor app to kind of start their own Purge.
0: I always found like I think the Parlor app is is really funny. I <laughs> think I think it's really funny that like people feel this need to be able to get together and be racist and,
1: okay, and be share
0: conspiracy theories that aren't fact-checked like I find that so funny like you know I could go on there and be like unicorns flew down my street last week and they'd be like ah, it's your right to say that like I find it really funny oh uh, it's,
1: it's ridiculous
0: I find yeah and and you know what I I think social media bottom line isn't going anywhere no and, and it's
1: just gonna get more and more
0: and it, would, and it would be nice to use it in a way that's also productive. Like, but what a boring horror movie that would be. I made a friend over social media and everything went well. <laughs> right. And now we're friends. It's great. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I feel oh, like there's... Oh, a-
1: actually, this could be, you, like, what you just said kind of gave me an idea. Making a friend over social media that you've never met in person.
2: Mm-hmm
1: show their interactions with each other like their communication with each other you can see them building a good friendship you can tell they're good friends and then on the one of them decides like they're from another country or something and one of them decides
0: you're no. going with this you're such a nerd
1: now one of them decides they are going to come over and visit and along the travels that person gets Kidnapped or killed, and someone else takes his place and comes and pretends oh, to
0: be him. Oh, like the visit. Kind like of, only yeah, the like, grandparents, like with the changing of the character. I thought you were talking about when I came to see you. I'm like, no, no,
1: no. I, like, I was kind of mixing it with uh, the visit and the guest.
0: Oh, okay. Yes.
1: But like showing some, like, I mean, obviously, like, the, there is a like, chance of like video chat and stuff like that. So that could be kind of iffy, but yeah. there's still, or yeah, like, yeah, the, the, there could be many ways that could be portrayed where you're just like, it's not the dangers of social media per se, because you're showing you're building of the friendship. It's the dangers of other people out there.
0: Well, I remember when I went to see you, right? Like, like let's be real. Scott and I met online. We had talked a couple of times or the phone in person and I decided to go see him. So I did let people know where I was going and I felt pretty safe in it because he's an hour outside the border. But like, I feel like people would criticize that decision and I don't feel bad making that decision at all. Like, to be honest, I plan on going to visit Brandon Orlick one day too. And like, I feel like with both of you, I don't know, like just because you meet someone online doesn't mean they're a bad person. I've met tons of bad people face to face. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely
0: like you know i i don't know i think sometimes we we just label like online is bad and you know you're not going to be able to have you know friendships and stuff and i don't i don't know if i necessarily agree with that i think you definitely need to be cautious and i never got any creepy vibes from scott ever um
1: no i got know. some from you but no Fair.
0: <laughs> right but like i i think of like that risk i took especially as being a female
1: yeah Going to another country by yourself. But it
0: was only an hour across the border. Still. Right. Not even. Well, an hour, yeah. And you know, I made it clear where I was. You gave me your address, like your phone number. I had talked to you, like, and I shared that information. People knew where I was. Like, really, like, let's say you had chosen to hurt me in some shape or form. I had everyone had all your fucking contact information. Right. Like, it's not like you were going to do something to me. Like, not that you would ever would. I'm just speaking hypothetically, of course, right? Right. I had all your shit. Like, I would have easily been able to, like, peace, go back to Canada and fucking charge you.
1: Right, exactly. Or if I never
0: came back, people would be like, oh, she went to see this dude and she left all this contact information.
1: Yeah, there would have been, you would have been completely covered. You, you know you what had I your,
0: mean? Yeah. Like, really, you were at more risk because I was coming to you.
1: Right. Because, I mean, like, if you were, like, the threat, what would I have done? You would have been at my yeah. home. No one would yeah. believe it. I yeah. mean, the only. The and only especially
0: thing being I a woman. Yeah. Like, add that on top of being a woman, right? Like, it's like what we saw in, like, some of the, another movie you watched earlier this year where the girl stalks the guy. Yeah. And no one believes them, right? Like, it's the same idea.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely the same idea. Like, right? it could easily happen.
0: Yeah. And I didn't and- think twice about
1: it. Yeah, but I didn't think twice about it with you either. I took, like, I was like, like, with the way we chatted, like, I was just like, yeah, I can trust you 100%. Like, I would be happy to have you stay the night at my place and, like, hang out for the weekend.
0: And, you know, and there is a handful of people that I would go visit by myself. I wouldn't go visit everyone, not just because I think people are creepy, because you need to be able to have a lost in conversation with people and be comfortable enough with them for an extended period of time, right? Right. Um. Now, yeah, it's just really interesting that, you know, we kind of spend our time being like, oh, if you meet someone online, there's, you know, this and that. But I, I would argue that you run the same face. Like, I meet some dude at a bar. What makes me know that he's any fucking better? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just interesting how we look at stuff like that. Or I'm on vacation in Mexico and I meet some guy.
1: Yeah, that's probably more and, dangerous than you anything. You know what I
0: mean? Like, I I just, I think it's 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 just interesting. It's funny.
1: Yeah. I was saying it's just like it does does show like the dangers of like how like the dangers are about the same as in person. I think as they, they are.
0: I yeah. really do. And of course, like you're gonna always hear horror stories, but then you know, look at Dan and Lacey. They met online and they're a couple right. now. Like, you know, there's other people that have met Adam. You and Adam met online. And you guys You hang and I. Up, right? Yeah,
1: like, like you and I, and like we are like you are one of my best friends.
0: Yeah, like I don't know. I think that you have to kind of use Caution and invite, and of course, like look at risks and stuff. But like, you know, I went over to Christian's house and hung out with Christian. Now, mind you, that's just in Burlington, Ontario, which is right beside me. But still, right, like, you went to his house though, and he had me at his house. Yeah, right. Like, you know, not that <laughs> I'm so intimidating. Yeah, I'm sure Christian's gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh, oh I was so scared." Well, um,
1: I, I mean, you you can be intimidating. That's you, true. You scare me. It's true. But I get excited when you scare me. <laughs>
0: but like it's just you know i don't know i just think it's a really interesting concept honestly there's like i think about android i think about venom i think about nudie i would think twice about going to stay at their house right like i feel like i know all three of them so well i would be 100 percent fine android is the house i just have to eat a lot of green chilies so that would be <laughs> right that would be tough but i would never ever even be concerned around them ever right like i ever would that even come to my head and and i think that's just over a year of working with them you just develop a relationship yeah
1: that is 100 percent true like right? i mean hell and you and i developed the relationship before we even started working with each other
0: yeah that's true like that we is didn't true. even start
1: our podcast till the second time you came and visited me
0: well we had talked about it when i first came down yeah because um, like
1: that's how we came up with the idea of the friday nightmares is we went out and had coffee and discussed the whole thing but like we weren't planning on recording till like the second time you came to visit
0: it's true and then now look at us. We'll never visit each other again because, you know, your country can't wear fucking masks. So. Right,
1: and it's fucking pissing me off beyond belief
0: because, <laughs> oh damn it,
1: I want to cross that border so I can go party with you at Absom. Yeah,
0: I know, and, like, I don't know if I'm like, February? I'm not sure about that anymore. I feel like I was back on our shows, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, when we get together, when we get together in November, yeah, 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 when we get together in February, I'm like, I need to stop saying these shit because these months You're- come and go, and like, nothing Everything, has happened nothing's happened right like, it's it's it will definitely be over a year before we will hang out again i i have no doubt in my mind
1: i know and that fucking sucks because yeah what was it a uh, february like 9th.
0: 8th or 9th because i have the uh the tag from astronomicon yep um
1: and you stayed one more night after astronomicon was yes
0: done. yes and um yeah like honestly, like I, we'll be lucky if you come up here in February. Yeah, like I, the way we're going right now, mid-November, both of our areas have numbers going up. There's no vaccine available yet. I, like, yeah. I don't we're, see we're, it.
1: We're, everything is in the air again, and right. You know, and bringing up, you know, hey, we're meeting in November. Next Friday was when we were going to be hanging out again to go to Days of the Dead.
0: Yeah. You know, but I kind of already forgave and let go of days of the
1: day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like
0: I was like, yeah, yeah. Is that even happening? should it even be happening? You know what I mean? It's
1: it's been canceled.
0: Like, and it should have been. In all fairness, like with all the shit that's going on. Um. Yeah, I hope that I see you sometime in twenty twenty one, Scott. Like now, I'm just like
1: city nightmares, baby.
0: Hopefully, I'm like hopefully by December twenty (laughs) twenty one.
1: Yeah, God, we never would have thought this when we met in person, and we're like. Last time we'd see each well, other like in February and be like, "All right, see you in a year."
0: Well, I think really, you know the shocking part of it really is is that our borders are so easy to cross, like leading up to this, yeah, you know, as much as I don't love crossing the border, um it's really not that big of a deal, usually you your passport or your enhanced license you cross um you know you don't have like obviously our officials have guns and stuff but they don't have guns pointed at you when you come up to the border like it's a pretty pretty low security border um but like never in a million years would i had ever pictured a border closure last. and never in history has it lasted this long now mind you you can still fly into the states right um but i have to quarantine when i come home
1: and that's only if you are lucky enough to live in a state that you can fly to because yes. michigan i cannot fly to you
0: no no there's and no flights between detroit and and toronto it's too close of a distance yeah um so you so, know like ours
1: is, our borders are just like the border shut down for us really just fucking just shut us out
0: yeah it really did and you know i understand why i do i i 100 get it i it is what it is it's just really interesting how we're in this situation where you know really a month ago we were like oh yeah for sure february for sure and now it's like "Ah, well (laughs) but i think once we get a vaccine and you know things are moving along hopefully 2021 and really you don't want to come up here until absence is back being like right now it's table service only and that's right but we want to go when it's hopping you know we want to go when the party is ripe and we can hook you up with some ladies Yeah. Right. So, you know, that's, that's going to be when it's mint. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what happens, but you know, everyone just keep doing what you should be doing and like, let's, uh, let's love each other.
1: And let's all, you know, social media, everyone just get together, like and message their friends. And, you know, this is how you build friendships now too. Like we have built many friends over the last year and a half just through social media.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of Americans now, so I get to brag. I'll be like, well, my American friend. Right. <laughs> right.
1: And I can be like, my Canadian and my Australian buddies.
0: That's true. Oh, Tim Davis and Daniel. Mm-hmm. And they're fluffy bum bums. Cool. Um and y'all love them, even though they don't read my review on their show. Um and we read it on our Facebook live though, Heather. <laughs> Not the same thing, Tim. Not the same thing. You just been called out, Tim. I know. I, I haven't seen them do any episodes though recently.
1: No, I. I I'm wondering they if they vacation? took. A, yeah, Sam. Well, I think they said they were gonna take a little brief break.
0: Oh, did they? Oh, wow. I think so. Must be fighting some sharks somewhere or something.
1: Yeah, Tim's probably punching a kangaroo and punching a shark, and <laughs>
0: he's like, "Fucking seagulls steal my ice cream." <laughs> 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 uh, Man, love it. So- Sorry. Um, Our next episode will be on the mockumentaries uh, sound yes. footage. So we'll be cu- cleaning or finishing off this sound footage set. Then we will be doing a Christmas show.
1: Because Christmas weekend. and horror go together. That's
0: right. And then finally, we will be doing <laughs> top, I don't know, 10, 20. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do.
1: Yeah, I was, we'll just kind of have this discussion online here, but uh. I was thinking a top ten of 2020 and a top ten of our older films on what has impressed us.
0: That's actually a really good idea.
1: And that way, we can just talk about some older things that we may not have talked about much on our show. Look at you,
0: huh? You know, outside the box. You know, finally, you're becoming the brains.
1: Don't don't worry though; those will get sloshed around, and they'll probably pour out the side of my head at some point like a leaky faucet.
0: (laughs) i'm a little teapot short and stout (laughs) (laughs) my head
1: and pour them out out.
0: um but yeah that's exciting three more episodes and that will finish us off at 24 episodes this year
1: and then right after that would be our one year anniversary with our show after our year end yeah somehow we've made it i'm not giving you
0: a present don't even ask for
1: one i'm sending you a dick pic
0: do I already have fifteen of yours. It's fine. I get it. I know what your <laughs> dick looks like. Fuck sake. What,
1: but God. what if I? What if I like, put it? There's a top
0: not hat? that many angles, Scott. Like I get it.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm getting creative though, because now I, I'm going to put it in a little cage, like it's a little di- like it's a little animal, or like, or I could give it a little top <laughs> hat with a little <laughs> Can you suit.
0: Imagine you're like, do you want to let loose the monster, Heather?
1: <laughs> Breaking out of
0: the cage. The spy- my rage, I'm still just a rat in the cage. <laughs>
1: the on background. my rage, I'm still smoke shows <laughs> dawning in a cage.
0: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Sounds like something that chick would have seen in the den, <laughs> right? Right. That's my uh, life. Talking to Scott, Scott and his dick pics. Um
1: yeah. Every anniversary, she gets a new dick pic from me.
0: am like, yay, Scott! I know what your dick looks like. <laughs> <laughs> really? uh, so big, yes. Nah, nine I inches. I have a wonderful round, It's great. Aww. I love all the dicks. You know, I don't get why guys send dick pics. It doesn't really I, I, do anything.
1: No, like, it does Look
0: at it and go, mm, oh yeah. Mm. Like, if they send like. You know, nachos. I'd be like, "Mm, yeah. mm."
3: (laughs) How about this? Sangria.
1: "Mm." How about a dick on a platter of nachos?
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. with like Mm -hmm. queso and shit on it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Put a little bit of salsa on there. Make it burn a little. Oh, my. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. (laughs) All right. We're going too far. (laughs) The dick is fine, but I need the dick to be doing something. Like, if it's just sitting there, what the, like. If I can't touch it or taste it or use it, I don't I don't use this chapstick. (laughs) No, Scott, maybe that's what (laughs) your girlfriend does. But that's not actually my girlfriend is my hand. (laughs) You're like. (laughs) She's like, just the bit, Scott, and like does her lips with it. Oh my God, what is wrong with us? Welcome to our fans only podcast that Scott and I are now doing.
1: <laughs> we have gone off the rails. I think it's time for us to sign.
0: Right, Mom? Um, that's true. We're all excited that we only have three more episodes left. We're going to make it to 24. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. <laughs> no. Come on. There's a border, Scott. There's a closed border, and it's <sighs> your fault because you won't wear a mask. Scott's wear a mask, mask all master. the time. Don't you
1: put that shit on me. <laughs>
0: He's an anti-masker.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck off! you <laughs> Canadian.
0: Here we are. You were thought you were going to get hate from Blair Witch. Now it's going to be even worse. For yeah. <laughs> something
1: that I am against, as it is, I'm You're against, against wearing I-
0: masks. Yes, oh, we my- know Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. Scott is not an anti-masker.
1: Well, if they're friends with me, they see I wear a mask everywhere. When he I may be
0: care. an anti-Heather by the end of this podcast, but he's definitely not an anti-mask.
1: I'm begrudgingly finishing off this year for our show. <laughs> our top then we will have to renegotiate <laughs> on how we're going to do this.
0: <laughs> I can't wait till we do our top 10 and everyone disagrees with it. <laughs> we're like, those aren't good movies. <laughs> and we're all like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be like, we don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> our top ten bitches. We'll play the
0: party up song by DMX. <laughs>
2: Y'all
1: gonna make
0: me lose my, my mind. mind. Up, up in here. here. Up in, in here. here. All right. I guess we dragged this dragged this cat out long enough. So we'll put it sounds like my sex out. life. Yeah. Um so we look forward to you next time. <laughs> we look forward to we you. Look forward to you. Mm. We look forward to you. We look forward to next time when we're going to talk about a our uh Mockumentary found footage, uh, but until then, take care and unpleasant dreams. You got anything to say, Scotty?
1: See you on social
0: media. <laughs> He's a creepy dude with the beer that likes that likes craft beer and feels that that's part of a personality trait. It,
1: it is a personality trait.
0: <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> <laughs>